Welcome to The Daily Wrap-Up, a concise show dedicated to bringing you the most relevant independent news as we see it from the last 24 hours. Thursday, November 16th, 2023. Thank you for joining me today. We're going to focus only on the follow-up from yesterday on the Al-Shifa Hospital. And it's amazing that you're going to hear me say this after what we've already shown. Absurd, absurd manipulative propaganda. It's worse today than I've seen in the last many shows we've covered in regard to specifically the kind of taking random objects inside of a room and saying this is a Hamas X, Y, and Z because it makes the context somehow more dangerous. Now, look, I'm not going to say that I know for sure that what they're showing you is not exactly what they're saying it is. But what I do know is that this is not, even if what they're showing is exactly what they're telling you it is, a justifiable reason to kill as many people as they have in regard to the hospital alone. And we're going to get into a lot of the different lies that have been exposed in this one conversation. The, the, the clear example of what appears to be a false flag in this hospital, bringing in what, I mean, see every aspect of this, it's almost like it's, like I said earlier, if this was a Saturday Night Live skit, if you saw this on the T, you would think it was funny. Now, in the light of the horrific genocide taking place, it's macabre. It's not really funny at all to see how gross it is that, that they would. And what I was going to say is bring in boxes with big, almost cartoonish medical supplies, almost like taped on the side of it. And then you could find these boxes in corners as you see the video scrolling around the exact same labels on these boxes in the supposed Hamas center. So people are arguing, do they bring the weapons in with these boxes? But I I don't know. But these are valid questions, seeing as though they've lied before. But that is not even the main part. The part is about showing the lack of evidence to what they've claimed, showing how they have lied about things, deleted their tweets, and reinitiated them, pointing to a a woman that they claim they saved. It appears to have been writing on social media when she was supposed to have been captured. I mean, it's just, it's getting cartoonish. And I really do think most everybody can see this, but we're going to go through just that topic today and break this down. Now, again, apologize for the delay in getting started. I, I, I think I'm, I'm going to make a promise to you that I'm not even going to bring this up anymore because it's just not worth your time or even the energy it takes to get let them know that this, if that's what's happening, is affecting what we're doing. But I just, I've never in my entire career of doing this experienced this many anomalies, glitches, and this is not new. There's plenty of people out there that have been saying this for a long time and in regard to any topic, mind you. But in my experience, I have never personally engaged and endured this many weird things I can't explain, glitchy things that don't work, every aspect of my technological life, suddenly having a problem, things won't sign in, I can't get people, to, it's everything. Ever in us, until this focus topic since this started on October 7th. Now, that doesn't mean it's connected. But I'll tell you what, there's a lot of interesting things to put it to to consider. And when I'm sitting here focusing on a massive intelligence apparatus and telling you why they're lying about it. So it's really frustrating to me. But anyway, the point is, I'm going to leave it alone because it's not worth your time. But there's a lot of very strange things going on. And, oh, you know, I was going to just like, for instance, in regard to whether it's financial stuff or whether it's my platforms or whether it's the idea that like 90% of what I do on my show right now, it doesn't seem to be functioning. I'm doing half of it manual or the fact that right now I'm not able to log into my website unless I'm using a private. Bra- it's, I mean, it's crazy. I've been dealing with this for a week now and it makes, it makes my job getting this ready 
50% harder for a thousand reasons. But you know what? It makes me work even harder, which is probably the last thing they would think with all the stuff if that's what's actually happening. And trust me, I'm not just assuming that's what it is. You know, whatever we would think, manipulation, censorship, spying, whatever. But we do know that exists. So I think it's pretty alarming. And what I was going to show you is just something benign like this. People don't even, be, even talk about things like Steemit or Hive very often anymore. But I still I still use these because I do think that there's a valuable kind of decentralized platform. Not to say that this is connected, but just exactly along the same time frame, I started noticing with the weird anomaly of this one, I'm getting more upvotes almost than ever, except for these ones that seem blanked out or some of them. But if you, for those that know Hive, you might think this is interesting. You'll just quickly notice that I'm getting upvotes, which, you, which always translates into some sort of monetary value, except every one of my videos shows, except this one weird one, zero, 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 zero. Very strange. Now, again, I don't know if it's connected, but I'm trying to show you is just this almost all around encompassing thing that everything seems to be acting funny, mostly aligned with some revenue generating concepts. But in any case, my point is we're leaving that alone from going forward, unless it's something important and crazy that I think proves something that I will show you. But just know that myself and anybody else, whether it's about Israel or not, or exposing the U.S. apparatus, this stuff is real. And again, I'm not even saying because of what I'm dealing with, but we must acknowledge that there are efforts to manipulate people just like us. Look at the whole, which I will talk about in a very near future. We briefly talked about it in Wake Up today. The internet kind of, you know, what's the right word for it? Just top-down control of the internet, right? Whatever name they're using, what they're trying to do is create a world in which we can't access this intermediate, you know, the, the way that we talk to each other digitally without some kind of approval. Or, or acknowledging that I am who I say I am. It's, it's all of it violates everything we've always thought we believed in this country. Most of which I hope we're starting to realize may have never actually been the case. That's not to undermine what I believe in this country, but the fact that people in power have always been withholding or rather not allowing you to live the way you should. But I really want to stress that we should recognize that this does happen and that these governments all around the world, not even just in the West, are actively doing things like this to control your perception. Always see that lens as part of what's happening. Any case, to start, I wanted to include this one point outside the main topic today. David J. Hermits points out, and I, we did reference this before. I, I didn't actually didn't even know this was going to happen until somebody brought it to my attention. The head of Eco Health Alliance, Peter Daszak, was going to be speaking in front of Congress. And of course, they made it a closed door testimony. Now, it says, red-faced and looking extremely anxious, Dr. Peter Daszak, president of Health Alliance, testified today in a closed hearing about the origin of COVID. Now, why would that happen? Why would it be a closed hearing? Of course, because they're going to talk, well, it's good. there might be some things that would be national security. Well, that's exactly the point, because what they're dealing with is not some scientific project out here being funded for just because Peter likes it. It's because this is an intelligence, national security, DOD, Pentagon program. That's the point, but it's interesting that they use that very concept to then say, well, you can't see it, America, even though we're using your money to do it, and then we're holding him accountable for what we paid him to do. <laughs> kind of doesn't make sense, does it? But that's why it's off the record. But following his testimony, the House of Representatives unanimously voted to defund two active grants awarded to him. What's interesting about that is that these, have, these are the very same grants that I pointed out were still ongoing when Trump said, Wuhan, bad, and we're going to pull the funding. And I've been telling you ever since when he did that, there was like six or seven other ongoing projects right then in China that were doing the same type of work with the U.S. government as well. It's all an illusion. My point in this is these two grants 
good. We shouldn't be funding any of this, but I'm not buying what's going on. And I highly doubt that Dazek will go to have any accountability, if not find other grants elsewhere from the same type of people. Anyway, it's good to see that these things, that there's some level of putting him in the hot seat, but I've never seen these things end up in some kind of accountability. So I'm going to follow that. You should as well. I hope we get some kind of insight to what was actually said. I also want to give Allison Morrow a shout out. She just started her Substack, and she did a great post about this. It's called an inside job and really giving you the kind of background story of why she left the, the, the corporate media. And, you know, if you haven't heard her story on this, it's insightful. And it kind of adds to the same point that I was just making. Quite frankly, I see the corporate media as part of the intelligence apparatus or part of the government or, yeah, as, as I think. Uh, oh, I'm blanking on his name all of a sudden. I just mentioned him this morning. Oh, dang it. Well, a, a singer famously put the discussed and many other people, by the way, call the media the fourth, the fourth branch, right? Not the estate, but the fourth branch as they're part of the government. God, it's driving me crazy. Immortal technique. I think he's a, a, a very important voice, both in po politics as well as me music. But also on the note of Substack and point is supporter. Check it out. This is her first post. So she's going to be doing a lot more. Uh, we also put up a post called Burn Back Better. The tragic Maui saga continues to unfold, which breaks down my my uh, clip from my interview with Shelby uh, Hosanna, formerly Thompson, in regard to what's going on in Maui. And there's, a, there's some really mind-blowing admissions in this or, or statements from what's going on, one of which was that there was, a, there was a family that she knows that were trying to find or asking about their home that they're apparently still not allowed to go back to, as even now, which is mind-blowing. In some cases, most of them anyway. And they said, well, we don't know what happened to our son. This wasn't like yesterday. This was a, you know, a bit ago. Or it was their, their I don't want to give any wrong facts, their, their child. They don't know where their child was. They think they were in the house when this all went down. Okay. They were told that they searched the area, didn't find anything. She told me they went to that house in the middle of the night and they found their child's body. There's a lot of these stories coming. By the way, Pasta Jardula is in Maui again. There's a lot of stuff coming out like this that would... Make your skin crawl. No one's talking about it. I mean, not, I mean, a lot of independent media, but I mean, in the, in the arms and the avenues that might actually hold people accountable. It's terrifying to me. So check this out. Make sure we understand this is still happening. Now, on a little bit of a point to bring us into the starting of the conversation of Israel today, I thought this was weird. Not because when I saw this first thing, I just, I thought, I just figured it was something. I, it's a weird man or it looks that way, standing next to the House Speaker in this very strange outfit with this very strange necklace. Now, from an American perspective, we go, weird, it's a wizard, or it's a satanic thing, or whatever, and who knows? Maybe despite what they claim they are or what they are, that may be the case anyway. The point is, I looked, it took me 10 seconds, and it's the, it's the spiritual leader of the Armenian Aposto uh, Apostolic Orthodox Church. Now, I didn't even do any background on this. That may I'm not sure if that's Christian or what it is, but either way, it's, it's an, it's an or Armenian Orthodox church or apostolic. Maybe that is exactly, I'm not, I'm not sure. The point bottom line is it's some kind of foreign uh, religious leader, which by the way, you might wonder, okay, why is he standing there? Why was he speaking? It's weird. I'm not sure why exactly other than the connection I found to this. This was the only reason I'm even bringing this up. Interestingly enough, right now, emergency situation in the old city of Jerusalem this morning. Israeli settlers, backed by armed police, are seizing property of the Armenian church as part of an ongoing campaign of dispossession and Judaization. So this is interesting. This is phrasing by the Middle East Observer. 
we're talking about an Armenian church being raided and manipulated. And it's just funny that, I mean, not funny is the wrong word, that while that's happening, at least within the 24-hour period, you've got a leader of the Armenian church at the U.S. government who is funding what's happening there. That seems very strange to me. Maybe that's on purpose. I don't know. Anyway, I just thought that was an interesting point of, of connection. You find something bigger to that? Let me know. I found that interesting. Now, if you didn't see it, I'm not going to get into this just because I don't, I decided not to waste the time on it. Maybe I still will because it would be entertaining, but I did watch this debate. Laura Loomer versus Dave Smith. I'm going to include it for you to watch. It is, I'll just be honest with you. It's very difficult to watch for at least the first, almost the entire thing, but it's very difficult. It wasn't a debate. The only person there to debate was Dave Smith. And I'm not saying that because I do think he's much more intelligent than Laura Loomer. I'm saying that because she doesn't fundamentally understand what the debate was or didn't care about that. It was not a, here's my point, here's my counterpoint, here, you know, or laying out my premise, and then the entire debate is about you defending that premise. I mean, she, she either doesn't know what a debate is or just didn't care about the actual construct. And, of course, the moderator, which, in my opinion, was easily one of the worst moderators in the history of debate, wanted to be part of the conversation as opposed to actually doing anything to keep it a debate as she just screamed over everything anybody said, including him. It was hard to watch. But nonetheless, I think Dave Smith delivered some very powerful points that as far as I can tell, not just on people I listen to, anywhere you look, including on her posting of that video, everybody is saying it was exactly what you would think, that what she was doing was basically just talking points Israel says, and that and anybody who thinks Israel's right is going to say she won no matter what because she said Israel's on the right side. That's all that's, all that's happening. Fundamentally, he's not even on the side of Palestine. The way they frame this is really interesting. My point is, I'm not going to take too much time on it. Watch it. It's very interesting, and you'll find out some very telling things about the, how uninformed both the moderator as well as Laura Loomer are on these topics and taking things at face value because Israel said or Wall Street Journal said and Israel told them. <laughs> and that's fact because Wall Street Journal wrote it or any number of very, very alarming things about ignoring the fact that Netanyahu and Israel and the United States on the record funded armed supported Hamas per Netanyahu's own statements, as we all know, because we are aware of the information, because Haaretz in Times of Israel and most of the Israeli population are screaming that right now. But he brings it up and Laura Loomer basically tries to say it's false until she starts to realize that it's an absolute, you have to watch it for yourself. It's a very dishonest stance and everything about this debate was, she was debating what she thought he was going to be saying the entire time. None of it was what he was saying. It was hard to watch, but I do think there's important points to this. And as I said, right out of the gate, because she starts the premise as you're either with us or against us. That was literally her opening concept. And I just said, she's already lost. And I meant that not because I disagree with her, but as a fundamental debate concept, she started out with a false premise and started out with something that was near indefensible based on everything that's happening today. But that wasn't about facts. That was the hard thing to watch. But on top of that, oh, this was a, just another tweet. I'll include the post that she put up which seems to be the only other place that was streaming this at the same time, which I'm not even sure if she was allowed to do. But everybody in this, I mean, all the leading comments are, you're terrible at this, you lost, he won. I mean, it's, this isn't her post. Very interesting. And if you want to get more of my in-depth discussion, Steve and I and Chris, Chris and, St and Steve and I had a great conversation about it this morning, as well as a lot of the things. I'll give you this right here. I jumped on there this morning to talk about it. Also, interestingly enough, this is the show I did yesterday revealed that Israel built a command center and tunnel system under Al-Shifa Hospital. Now, first note, 
I guess it was, I mean, I understand completely why this was confusing. No, to be very clear, as I showed you in the show, for those that watched the entire thing and just didn't, <laughs> it's usual, that it was, the the point was that this was built in 1983 and it uh, had been built beyond that, understand. That was when it began, they built tunnels, Israel built tunnels and built a command center, an operation center underneath the hospital while it was operational and arrested at the time all of the Egyptian people working there. I mean, so they did exactly what they pretend Hamas is doing now. The point was, when I wrote this title, my understanding of this was that this was revealed to people that we, this was revealed in 2005 and the information was about to 1983 forward. So the title read revealed that Israel built the command center and tunnel system under Al-Shifa in 2005. But people read that as it was built in 2005. And so I just removed the date just so in case that was unclear to people. But I went through all the details in the show. So those that tuned in and was paying, were paying attention, they got the point. Anyway, the bottom line is that this is what I talked about yesterday. And two things I think are important. One is that if you had watched this show and then watched the debate, it was almost as if this show was designed to debunk the debate that came after it. I thought that was very interesting. Almost everything that she said that we know isn't true was talked about in this show. I thought that was interesting. Prescience or synchronicity, however you want to look at it. So that's important first. Now, secondly... In the conversation of where we're going to go next, I think it's important that we remember all the things we talked about going into the conversation we're going to get into. It's, it's This is a good show to be able to understand what is happening today in regard to Al-Shifa, because this is what it was about. It was getting ahead of what the lie was going to be. And again, a shout out to Ion Palestine, which is where we saw this first, citing the mainstream platform that was covering this. And we have the source material, which sources right back to the IDF. And this is just what it said from Wikipedia, which here's the page. Which is, when Israel occupied Gaza in 1967, the Six-Day War, the entire Egyptian administration and staff of that hospital were taken prisoner. But no war crimes there, guys. No, that's completely okay, even though it's not. Okay, so they arrest and imprison all of the hospital employees. Now, it says the hospital underwent a major Israeli renovation and expansion. Now, it goes on to give you all the examples of different concepts and so on, but it says the architects also designed and built a large array of underground infrastructure, the architects being Israeli architects. It's right in the conversation here. And then it says, which the IDF later pointed to as part of the underground Hamas command. So just in case you missed this, Israel built what they're now saying is Hamas's command center. That's It's a stated reality. Now, they're, if right now it's weird that they don't want to engage with that. I think it's because that seems to suggest exactly what I'm saying, that one, they did this to a hospital that was an active hospital, which means they are the ones building things under hospitals, whether they meant it to be a human shield concept or not. It's the same. It's all context. And the point as well is that, well, rather the question is, is Hamas actually using it? Are they actually present? Now, it's certainly possible. There's lots of corporate media reports going back decades saying that, as we could point to. But we all know that most of these end up coming from Israeli government says, and they report this. But let's just say it's the case. They, Israel built it. They're utilizing something they put together. And if they were actively shooting and holding people there, yeah, then that's a crime. But shouldn't we want to prove that? And secondarily, ask yourself how dumb it would be for Hamas, who can at least in some ways tap into the corporate conversation around the world, have been be have been hearing for decades that that's where their command center is. This is where they all work at. Here's where all their information is. And they're going to stay there for decades, right up until today, after they invade, knowing they know where their command center Doesn't that seem a little dumb? 
Now, I'm not saying that means it's not true. I'm just saying these things kind of add a little bit of a, I don't know if that makes sense, kind of layer to it. Now, it says, in particular, in 1983, the Israelis built a secure underground operating room and tunnel network under this hospital. This is Al-Shifa we're talking about. Here's the, this whole thing is literally just about Al-Shifa Hospital. In case you want to see it right here, it's right there. So, what they're telling you on the record is that they built this 1983, and there's been things that have happened forward, right? So that's my point. And then, as I understand it, this was sort of revealed at that point in time. That's why I wrote it that way. But the bottom line is, Israel built this. I feel like that's incredibly interesting. Now, public information, but nonetheless, it seems oddly not in the conversation. Now, you know, I'm glad to see when I, when this was yesterday, this was not even close to that many views. So thank God people are paying attention. 3.2 million views. People are hearing this. The world is paying attention. Now, before we jump into the hospital update from today, or rather just the ongoing lies. Yeah, mostly from today. Alan McLeod made a great point about something. I, I didn't even see this. And this is what I mean when the world, and this is not because I think New York Times is interested in the truth. It's because, in my opinion, Everybody sees that everybody sees this, if that makes sense. These outlets know that their customers are people that are going, you're lying about this. And that's not usually important because of subsidization by the government and and everything else until it becomes the vast majority, which is what I think we're dealing with here. Just like we saw before, that the vast, vast majority of people, both Israelis and elsewhere, are going, you guys did this. You're lying about that. You're trying to cover your asses for all the things that you did wrong including supporting Hamas, which is one of the best points about Dave and Lomer's discussion, where the whole point is they're terrible. And all he goes, okay, well then Netanyahu supports them. What do you have to say about that? And of course, don't answer the question because 99% of the time she did not answer his questions or respond to his points, but she would go, Islam's bad. And that makes no, that's why you're wrong. It doesn't even answer his, there's no debate going on. But here, the point is, Israel claimed that the explosion that happened in the Al-Shifa hospital, which was mostly the it was kind of peripheral structure and, and the parking lot, was Hamas. Nobody cared to investigate. 99% of the world ran with that. Now, here's what New York Times World wrote on the 14th, because I believe everybody's seeing through this. Israel and Palestinian militants had misfired projectiles. Israel, excuse me, Israel said Palestinian militants had misfired projectiles. Which is interesting because you'd think they would even just go, well, they bombed the hospital to blame us. But even that seems like they think we won't buy. So they go, no, it was they misfired and accidentally hit them. It's still their fault, blah, blah, blah. Okay. None of it's been proven. But an analysis, it goes on to say, of photos and videos, all of which Israel's been doing everything in its power to keep from leaving Gaza. Now we know why. We've always known why. But an analysis of these videos and photos that they've been trying to keep from your view show that some of the munitions were likely fired by Israel. I love how they can't even just say it because it's obvious. Not likely fired by Israel. The facts are undeniably obvious. Let's not forget, they were saying they were going to bomb it. They were dropping leaflets that said they were going to bomb it. They asked the people to get out of the way because they were going to bomb it. And then they say Hamas does it? Because that makes sense, right? Well, just let's quickly read this. Evidence points to Israeli shells and strikes on Gaza. Which here's why, this is how they leave it. Forever. So it's always like, well, we don't know. (laughs) It's like theirs. All of it's there, but we go, we don't know for sure. Let's always leave it ambiguous so we can never really acknowledge what they're doing. That's how this goes. This is Israel did this. Israel said Palestinian militants had misfired projectiles. Israel said. (laughs) 
But an analysis of photos showed that they're likely fired by Israeli forces. Minutes after 1 a.m. Friday, as active fighting raged between Israeli forces and Hamas militants, a projectile streaked over Gaza's med largest medical complex, that's Al Shifa, crashed into the center of the courtyard. As we saw, a horrible video, a place where thousands of displaced Gazans had sought shelter. Israel knew that. It landed a few feet from Ahmed Hijazi, a social media personality who has been documenting the conflict. He filmed a video of a projectile flying in, and then a man in agony is his leg blown off. As you remember, it's a horrible video. He's screaming with his leg blown off in the hospital. Okay, we all saw that, remember? And they all said it was Hamas did it, despite Israel saying they were going to bomb the hospital. And now they're telling you that the location that we're talking about at the very least, is the best you're going to get from corporate media was likely Israel. So bottom line, we're being lied to about damn near every part of this, just like every other manipulative war fought for the wrong reasons. If there's ever a reason to fight a war. It was the first of at least four strikes involving multiple munitions on different sections. The bottom line, guys, is that everybody there has been clear about the fact that Hamas is not present, at least to their knowledge. And you could say they're lying, but certainly possible. And now we've got evidence, even from the corporate media, who's almost always towing the line, telling you, we think it was them too. <laughs> yeah, you think they've lost control of this narrative? As Alan McLeod points out, fix the headline for you, New York Times. Israel lied. <laughs> right. I mean, this is, so basically they go out of there. Israel said they fight this fire, but we think they might've done it. Israel lied. That's the point of the story. Hilarious. Oh, I should, see, I'm pretty sure I shared that. Now, we already went over this yesterday to briefly remind you, Doctors Without Borders on the 11th was making sure you heard, not Hamas, not even the UN, but a well-respected international group called the Doctors Without Borders. Now, I'm not saying that means that you trust everything they've done and that there's nothing, blah, blah, blah. Everyone always has a thought or a conflict. The bottom line is, from the perception of the world, Doctors Without Borders is a highly respected entity that goes into dangerous places and, you know, we know how this is presented. Okay. Oh, okay, that's why. By the way, I've always, I didn't look into this before. I keep asking that or in my, in my mind, <laughs> MSF is, so that's the, so Doctors Without Borders is MSF is the other language translation. Okay. At the time of writing, our staff are witnessing people shot at as they attempt to flee Al-Shifa hospital. That's, that's Israeli forces shooting at people as they leave, as every report has now captured. Mint Press News covered this at least 24 hours in the last 24 hours. This was on the 13th. Israeli snipers have shot inside the Shifa hospital, killing two nurses, four patients, including a paraplegic man, according to Doctors Without Borders. So now you've got, I mean, th this is, oh, excuse me, they're both doctors. Yesterday we were talking about both reporters and Doctors Without Borders. But what they're telling you is Doctors Without Borders are telling you that these are Israelis shooting at them. And of course, we then have Al Jazeera before it happened saying Israel is telling you they're going to raid this hospital. Okay, so just so we're all clear on that, this was a, a, a organized event. They were going to go in under the guise that they were going to get rid of the bad guys. Now, Al-Quds reported on the 15th, according to the, the director general of the hospital, that the occupation forces were interrogating their patients. And of course, to the pro-Israel crowd and the Zionists, that means Hamas. But that'd be a dumb thing to assume. Let's, let's make sure we understand that assuming anything is stupid. Sometimes there's a place for it in life. But when you're a journalist, or you're talking about something this serious, you never assume anything. I just saw somebody say that. I forget the guy's name, not worth even mentioning, but basically saying, if you use the word Zionist in a derogatory way, which of course to them, that means if I say, I think a Zionist committed this crime, that's your derogatory. No, I'm just stating a fact. 
the bottom line though is that if you let's just say you think Zionist are just you know make it some kind of a racist term. See, that's the point is people using Zionist in a way that means we're when I'm highlighting what Zionist history is and what they've done to Palestinians, that's not derogatory. They're making that derogatory as if we wink, wink, mean Jews. And that's the point they're trying to make. The reality would be if I said Zionists are all, what, they all smell or something like stupid like that. Like that would be a derogatory statement that I'm not making, right? That's the kind of things they would say about Palestinians, Zionists, I mean. My point though, is that they said, if you're using a derogatory term and they interpret what that means, then we're just going to assume that you mean Jews and that you're an anti-Semite. And I, I commented, I said, well, that's really stupid. I think I said, assuming anything is a very willfully ignorant thing to do. And of course, assuming that simply allows you to dismiss their opinion without any engagement. And it's just, it's just willfully stupid. But they know this. Because at this point, as we saw with Mark Lamont interviewing the in representative from Israel, when you get caught, and they go, well, what's the evidence for that claim? They go, oh, you're a racist. Or oh, you're denying the Holocaust too? What does that have to do with asking for the evidence of a claim you made? Well, what that shows is that they're in an insecure position. Like the entire conversation between Dave Smith and Laura Loomer, where she was in an insecure position and was recognizing very early that she was intellectually outmatched and didn't come prepared. Now, Menar from Impress News also writes, Israel just arrested, and this was on the 14th, all journalists at the Sheba Hospital. In the last video uploaded, you can hear having machine gun fire or tank firing sounds. There's no one there to film what's going on because they made sure of that. Pentagon backs Israel's claim that Hamas is hiding in these hospitals, even though we're now going to get into the reality that it seems that they have been manufacturing things, even though I believe that there is some structure underneath, which we'll get to at the end as well. But we remember that's built by Israel. So there's options here, right? If we find the tunnel structure, we should ask whether or not it's just been there since then and nobody's used it since Israel. Or we should logically ask whether Hamas might have used it and were they using it at a time when they were manipulating the hospital? Or is it, has the hospital been active at all, really? Or did they use, or did, or did they, and did they use it up until now? Or did they leave after that, realizing they knew where they were? Did they use it all the way up until now and then block it before they got there? We'll get to this in a second. I mean, it just doesn't logically make much sense to me. But of course it's possible. Their entire claim rests solely on the idea that one, the Hamas was present, and two, their command center was there, both of which have wildly been undermined, if not proven to be false. Now, remember, Fiorella also reported that they turned it into a detention center, which was backed up by the, the Euromed Human Rights Monitor. Israel turned Shifa Medical Complex in Gaza into a detention center. This was, this was a place that literally was holding babies in incubators. And even, even more, I'm, I'm sorry, trying not to keep bringing this, just bringing up uh, all these points for the debate, but it's just fresh on my mind. I watched it yesterday. One of the things she also said was, Israel is all about humanitarian and they're all safe. They're trying to save all the Palestinians. They even brought babies incubators into the hospital. I mean, where are these claims even coming from? What they did is bring fuel, set it out front and shoot anybody that tried to get to it as Reported by, I mean, this is my point, is this is even now being reported by the UN, which she now called Hamas supporters, or corporate media even. But let's just say that's something that's being alleged. Where's the evidence? People like her will float these things because Israel said that. Show me one example of this and actually, and, and not just setting something in a, a bombed out road as if that means you're doing something, but evidence that people are using these incubators, or if it's even happening. My, my point is, explain to me why you would bomb the hospital, bomb the solar panels on the roof, bomb the parking lot, murdering the very people you claim you want to protect, interrogate those people, turn this into a detention center, 
plenty of evidence of what they've done to these people and then pretend you want to help them after you're done. Or how about yesterday? We went over five examples of where they pretended to give water to these people on video, and then you can prove they shot them afterward or took their luggage and beat them up. Both examples are very obviously proven because they're trying to convince people out there that they are, and people like Loomer are towing the line whether they know it or not, in the sense of know the truth or not. She, I very much believe she knows that she's lying. Now, Rami Ab Abdul points out 12 hours of invasion and no signs of any Hamas tunnels. Now, this, this is the chairman of Euromed HR, and he's simply saying at this point, 12 hours late into this, there's nothing so far, unless they're going to later release what they've created. Now, Ali uh, 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 Abunama, I always forget his name, from the, he's the director of Electronic Intifada, lays out some of the information. So this is where we're at. This was on the 16th, and this is, he put this out this morning. Now, really, I wanted you to hear this kind of before we get into the evidence of what's happening. But so this is, but mind you, this is what he put out today. Catastrophe unfolding now at Al Shifa Hospital. He says, I summarize comments of doctor, of hospital director, Dr. Muhammad Abu Samia, uh, speaking to Al Jazeera. There are about 7,000 people under total siege inside Al Shifa compound, including 650 injured people, 45 dialysis patients, and 36 premature babies. A few hours ago, one dialysis patient died and four are at imminent risk of death because no power for those machines that they need. Three premature babies died in recent days. But yeah, but they brought them incubators, we're told, but no fuel to make them work. So even if it was real, by the way, it's a it's a insult because they don't have the fuel needed to make these things operate. Two injured persons died in the recent hours of the attack uh, due, lack, due to lack of treatment. There is no water, fuel, or electricity. Israel broke the main water line into the hospital, which we'll get into in a second. There is no purified water to make the special formula for the babies, so they are using ordinary water, and some have become sick with diarrhea, infections, and fever because the water isn't clean. That's nobody's fault but Israel. There's, there's all these false claims going around. and it, Robert broke a lot of these down right when we started. So many of these people that are screaming. There's people that, I, we showed a, a clip this morning on AIM Wake Up. Medea Benjamin out there holding a sign that simply said, uh, I think it was just, uh, I think it said Jews called for ceasefire, but bottom line was just ceasefire was the point. And these people with some of them with the Israeli flags around their, on their back, like a cape, which I find disrespectful anyway, of any flag. I, it was horrifying. She wasn't even speaking. She was just holding the sign, being very calm. And they were like, I hope you get raped. I hope your family watches. I mean, I'm, I'm not making this up. And, and, and I'm not saying, see, again, I'm not ignorant enough and subjective enough to go on and say, see, that's what every single Israel supporter said, because that's stupid, but that's what they're doing in reverse. Those people are saying every Palestinian, because you get one video of one kid that says we are against the Jews or whatever they're saying. All of a sudden it becomes everybody because that's intelligent. No, that's broad stroking. It's ignorant. But in this case, just to make the clear point clear, this, this, in this one case and these specific Israel supporters are wishing death upon her, wishing mutilation and rape on her for calling for a ceasefire. I've made this point at the beginning. Ceasefire is binary. It is equal. It's, it's, it's everybody stops. But to them, that means you hate Jews. How in the world did that ever make sense to anybody? Now, I'm not going to say there's not a case where that might wink, wink me what that one person thinks. But to argue that the word ceasefire somehow means that you want to allow this to happen, it's just ridiculous. And this is why they've lost control of this. He says, there's no food. Children are starving and distressed. 
There is no medicine and the wounds of injured people are becoming horribly infected, some with maggots. Hospital administrators tried to send a delegation to the occupation forces to ask for food, fuel, medicine, and safe evacuation of the sick and injured, but the Israelis refused to talk to them. The hospital, and realize, guys, this is, the idea is that means they're refusing any kind of possibility of getting the hostages back as well. The hospital is besieged from all sides by tanks and bulldozers. The bulldozers are destroying areas around the compound, but no one can see clearly what they're doing. Anyone who tries to move between hospitals is shot at the snipe by the snipers or drones, which many are being supplied by the United States government. There are hundreds of soldiers in the hospital compound searching all over and causing severe damage to the hospital premises and equipment. In 48 hours, the occupation forces have been inside the hospital or on its grounds. Not a single shot has been fired at them. No one can leave the hospital or enter it. The situation is disastrous, not just for people in Shifa, but for anyone in Gaza City who is injured or becomes ill because no one can reach the hospital and the hospital can't do anything for them anyway. Anyone who has a heart attack or a stroke will, at home will die. Dr. Abu Salmiya says, quote, we hold the world responsible for what he calls a genocide. We are waiting for, for slow death. Now realize, like the idea of that no one is shot at them. This is coming from the people inside Al-Shifa, relaying this to Ali. Now, Syrian girl posts this. Israel forced Al-Shifa hospital patients out on their hospital beds for non-existent Hamas tunnels, which we'll get into. This is, this is crazy. I mean, this is the kind of thing we keep trying to show people. Are these all Hamas members? Aren't these the very civilians that they're claiming to want to keep safe? How are we how are we acknowledging or ra- or allowing this to happen? Try look at what they're rolling this over. Destroyed streets and grump rubble in the middle of the road. These are the m- many of the people trying to shelter away from the bombings of Israel and the fact that people I just it an 11 kilometer struggle for thousands. Unbelievable. Now, what started this, and I saw this yesterday on the show, thanks to Doom for shouting this out while we were live, Insider Paper points out the IDF deleted their Al-Shifa hospital video. Now, here's the hilarious part about this. No cuts, no edits, just the undeniable truth, which in and of itself was benign. Like, here's a bed, here's a phone, here's a wall. It's a Hamas wall. Like, that's really how bad this is. Other than guns, which are wildly minimal in, in any sense to argue that that justifies destroying this entire hospital or killing anybody for 11 guns and some ammunition or whatever they're showing in the pictures I'll show you. The idea that everything you kept saying was happening, which was arguably they're going to push out later as we get put further exposed here, they get further exposed. It's, it's not there. It's not being shown. 24 plus hours after they said they did this. The point is they then deleted this. No cuts, no edits. Oops. Oops. We showed something we don't want to. And I'll show you exactly what that was, at least what we've caught. So that came out. They deleted it. Which that's happened so many times. It's so embarrassing. Things like Natafali saying, we bombed Ali because Hamas was there. Oops. Delete. Twitter caught it. And then going, it was a the Hamas did it. I mean, why don't these people see that? Well, and my point is the world sees it. The vast majority of people see it. But why doesn't somebody like Loomer or Ben Shapiro go, that's wildly obvious and everybody can see that? So I'm just going to kind of back like the art to just 
double down when you can watch them lying like with Ukraine is wild. But like the people in the flags at the at the rally. Oh, that's the point that I was getting to before with that. Not just that they were screaming hateful things at Aunt Midge, uh, Medea Benjamin, but that they were then citing off all of the things we've already proven are false because they're not even tapped into anything but CNN and Fox News and what Israel says. 40 beheaded babies. And one of the women said, I hope you get your fetus ripped out of your stomach and put in an oven so you can smell. It was just terrible stuff. All of those things have been shown to be statements that were put out with the very least with no evidence to back it up to this very day. Doesn't matter. In fact, we can prove that that story comes from an, an older ge genocide against Palestinians committed by the Israelis decades ago. And that's a provable story. But the point is, as I just lost my other point, going back, going back to that, that we're at the, okay, so now, now they're, they're in, they're pushing into the hospital. And this is what they're claiming they found. And this is the video they posted the second time. So let's watch that first. And then we'll go back and show you the, the anomalies and what was removed. But what's just really incredible to me is that this is all that they're showing you, as if this justifies what they're doing. Lieutenant Colonel Jonathan from the IDF here. I am in the Shifa Hospital, as you can see from the sign behind me, and as you can clearly see from the building, we are going to do a one-shot video. One now, what's funny is I didn't even pick up on that at the beginning. You're going to find numerous points throughout this where it's like he's actively trying to always qualify. This isn't fake. This is real. This is not fake. And you can tell by this, which is very strange. Like, even if they know people are out there trying to call their things fake, if you're a military entity, you're there, you know it's real. You don't, you don't qualify these things. You just go, this happened. This is, they killed these people. There's always going to be people that say something's fake or it's not real. But act, to me, in my opinion, it continually suggests that they are in a way admitting you know, that they, they know that they're trying to qualify and prove it to you because they made this up in many ways. That'd be my opinion. And so that's why you could tell it's the hospital because it's right there. You can see. Or just that you're literally standing in front of the hospital. I mean, it's a weird thing to start with, right? Shifa Hospital, as you can see from the sign behind me, and as you can clearly see from the building, we are going to do a one-shot video. One shot, no editing of all of the evidence that we have found just now in this building of the Shifa And then they edit the video. They literally say this, edit it, then put it back up with the edited parts out. But he still says, unedited. How embarrassing. So we're inside the MRI center of the Shifa Hospital. Israeli troops breached here a few hours ago, and we have cleared the area, make sure that it's safe. And a few of the most interesting things that we have found totally confirm, without any doubt, that Hamas systematically uses hospitals in their military operations in violation of international law. Okay. So first of all, understand these are the most interesting things. So let that sink in as you see these benign objects he points at. Secondarily, ask yourself, even if you believe what he's saying, how that then systematically proves that they do this in all over the place. At best, it would prove that they used this hospital. But, you know, the point doesn't matter. They want to use this to justify anything else they do ever anywhere. That's kind of the argument. And that's what they've done all the, as far back as I can look. And what we have found, I the Zionist government, obviously. I think is only the tip of the iceberg. 
Let me show you a few examples. Security cameras have been obstructed. All of the security cameras are uh, covered, and this isn't the only one. You'll I'm, I don't even see how that looks covered, but I mean, I don't know. But the point is, it's a camera that has something over it. I, quite frankly, you want to go in my office? There's little motion sensors that I've covered too. <laughs> Seriously, because it's a you know I don't want them. You know, you, you get the point. It's just interesting that these things prove anything to these people. See the rest of them here. Follow me as we go in and we will see the MRI center and see the weapons that Hamas has hidden inside. This is uh, where patients come in order to get MRI services. We'll proceed into a more secluded area. And the uh, lighting here is out, so we're using flashlights. We're now, as you can see, in an MRI room. I don't know when this was used the last time. I don't know when it was used the last time, but it is definitely an MRI machine. And if you follow me behind the MRI machine, I'll show you what our troops exposed just minutes ago. In military terms, this is a grab bag, grab and go of a Hamas combatant. And if you zoom in, and we get some light over here. What you will be able to see are, is military equipment. There is a, an AK-47. There are cartridges, am, ammo. Uh, so a bag. A bag with some guns in it. Now look, if that was actually there, well, that, would, that might suggest that. But ha that wouldn't arguably prove that Hamas was using it as a command center, let alone that there's a tunnel structure, let alone that they were there recently. But bottom line is we'll get into... First of all, they've already got caught lying about many of these things. And it, even if they didn't, an honest, engaged reporter or investigator with any government, especially today, knowing how often these governments in particular, but any government would lie to assert, to lie for their truth or just lie for their own agenda. Why won't we ask whether they brought that in themselves? Especially if it turned out, let's just say they actually believed Tomas was there and they ended up not being. Don't you think they would just do this to cover? The yes, they would. But my point is, this just ends up being completely unverifiable, like every other thing they put forward. Then it gets even more interesting when you come to find out that we can prove, based on that box you can see in the back corner and plenty of others, that they brought some of these boxes in. There are grenades in here, of course, uniformed. And all of that, this was hidden very conveniently, secretly behind the MRI machine. On the Very conveniently, but secretly. <laughs> okay. The other side, we found a backpack with what appears to be very important intelligence, including a laptop, and we'll show you that momentarily. Let's go see the next room. I just think this is so ridiculous. This is this so is. We're still in the MRI center. The backpack was found in here, and it was also hidden behind the MRI machine. As you can see, the rest of the equipment here is proper hospital equipment, right? Bandages and medical gear. Uh, it seems as if there's no real shortage because there's a lot of uh, equipment here. But <laughs> Right. So, so we're, we're to understand that all of these doctors, right? The ones from New York and London and international or, or the United Nations member, or the people, all of which have like, like Abu Sita. Right, who is a very prominent doctor from London, who's still there, or the uh, the doc? What's the? I forget her name now. I think she was an American doctor who was the one who broke down crying when she was talking about what's happening. 
Are, we, are you really suggesting that all of these people are lying for Hamas? And, or, or rather, let's just put that aside, that they are actively not helping the patients that they're trying to tell you are dying because what? They want to cover for what's happening? I mean, look, as much as that's in, it's a possibility, it's a pretty damn abstract concept when you have this many people who are standing up and telling you that that's not the reality. And we've already caught them lying about bombing Al-Ali Hospital, bombing all of the other hospitals, or any number of examples they've already been caught lying for in, in the process of this short 40-day genocide they've committed. I just think it's mind-blowing. And, like, and it's just conveniently why they put them in a bunch of bags in the corner, almost as if you wanted to bring them in. I mean, I just this is just ridiculous to me. But I mean, understand, while it's still something that, certain, that could be my opinion, it's like a 0.01% possibility, but it's certainly possible. But all of these little aspects just don't add up. We'll leave that for another discussion. Let's go see weapons and other prohibited items. As we walk through the uh, main corridor here, our troops did a, a preliminary search of the area. We tried to uncover the cameras, but all of the cameras have been obstructed. You can see there's black uh, tape covering it. Oh, but guess what? There's not black tape on this one. Look at that. So does that mean they covered this one differently? I mean, I'm telling you, this one doesn't look covered at all. Oops. As we walk through here, our troops, we try to uncover the cameras, but all of the cameras have been obstructed. You can see there's black uh, tape covering it. And when our troops open this uh, closet here, which is in the main part of the clinic, this is what they found. I mean, doesn't These this, I mean, look, look, I, I know I clearly already doubt them, but doesn't that just look like it doesn't belong? You literally have two bags in, in a, un, a closet that are open that almost, it, for whatever reason, just look like they've just been arbitrarily placed there. What's the logic of having a command center or guns around the corner? But I, I don't know. It, it's, again, something that's possible. But everything about this just seems wildly convenient and doesn't even remotely reach the level of what they continue to tell you was happening. A command center and a tunnel structure. And we'll get into some of these as well. What they found. These weapons have absolutely no business being inside a hospital. The only reason they're here is because Hamas put them here, because they use this place, like many other hospitals and ambulances and sensitive facilities inside the Gaza Strip for their illicit military purposes. Right. So do you think anybody was confused about that until he was very clear? Right. They put these here because this means that they're using the hospital. Like I just it's it's very clumsy, in my opinion, just the way it's being presented, the forceful nature of how he keeps pushing. Like everyone watching this is aware that what he's demonstrating is the weapons because Hamas was there. That's their narrative. But I just I'm just giving you my thoughts. It seems very clumsy the way they're doing this. So there's Kalashnikov rifles here, even uh, ammunition. And let's go see uh, the. Uh... The next part of the uh, uh, of uh, of what we have here, um, another MRI machine. I mean, re you realize I should have said this to start. You you must realize that from an international law perspective, or really just in any any perspective, the onus is on them to prove this is the reality. And I, I mean specifically from an argument of proportionality or the any concept of international law we're discussing, because they would then need to prove this 
arguably the point is they are supposed to be certain that, you know, the point is we can prove, I think that they don't know what's going on inside. They just wanted to take care of what they wanted to take care of, whether that's killing Palestinians or taking over the area. My point though, is that they're on, it's their obligation to prove it. The assumption is not that they said it, therefore it's the case. And oh, there's guns that's over. No, they need to ver- prove this is the case. And that simply saying, I found a bag of guns in a court of law would not hold up because nobody can prove that's what happened. Where's the evidence of a command center of the fact that they were operating out of this area? All they end up showing you are rooms that look like things were placed inside of those rooms. Another MRI machine where behind it, we also found a contraband similar to what you saw in the other areas. And let's go see the last thing, which is more related to... But we won't even show that one. Things were there. Got it. Bad stuff. Hamas terrorists. Keep going. Intelligence, which I think we will be able to extract quite a lot of interesting intelligence from. If you can see, follow me. So I'm curious why, if it was a one-shot recording that wasn't going to be edited, why they have three cameramen. (laughs) What do you think about that? Up here, on top of a spare part of the uh, MRI department, we found another grab bag. This is, it's empty because we emptied it and cleared it so that we could use and see it. So, so see now, what's the, what's the logic there? So you, so you can clear, clear it so you can see it. Well, then why weren't the other ones cleared so you could see them? You see what I mean? Like, the, it, it, it's as if they are trying in a very almost childish way to set this up like we're that dumb. Or they, either you'd show them all full of stuff so she can prove to us they're there, or you would have emptied them all to make sure they were all clear, whatever your logic was there. Or you want to leave one empty so we say, oh, well, see, those were there. And that one, like, it just, it doesn't add up to me. This is where we found it. And here are the contents of the bag. And by, just so you understand, all these are just completely off the top, completely unverified thoughts based on this. We're going to get to the evidence that's undeniable here in a second. The contents of the bag are full military kit for one Hamas terrorist. A live grenade ammunition, fighting vest with insignia, boots, and of course uniforms, and last but not least, standard AK-47. Inside the hospital, hidden in a secluded area, take a look at this door here. Blast-proof door, which is part of the clinic and part of the infrastructure of the hospital. Everything else looks like a hospital, only this part doesn't. Last part. See, what an interesting statement. What part? You mean the bag on the bench there? Well, obviously, because it's a bag, it's not, it's a, it's, a, you see, it's just this forced statement, almost trying to explain why everything doesn't look like a command center. Oh, it all looks like a hospital. I get it. But this, this right here, you mean the thing you placed right there? That's, that's what my, my mind tells me. Well, that's why it doesn't look like that because it's something that's different. It's a bag full of guns. Obviously, that's not a hospital. Just very, very bad at this. Oh, that's a good point. That's actually a great point. Somebody just said that what he shows there, look at all the stuff he shows. That's a lot of stuff. Look at the bag. You think all that fit in that tiny pink bag? You know, I mean, let's put it this way. Maybe there's an explanation. Maybe it's because there was two bags and only showed you one. But it does actually seem that they're this bad at this. Many times they've they've been caught with these discrepancies. In a secluded area, take... Only this part. Now we will see something that uh, our Intel researchers are looking into. Uh, 
Hold on. Before we go on, let's have a look at what we found inside the very same cabinet that houses medical equipment. You can see all kinds of... So why would they have it in bags, hidden places, if it's publicly displayed on cabinets right in the middle of the hallway? Who knows? ...standard military uh, medical stuff. We found another go-to bag, this bag here. And again, we opened it up in order to make sure that it's safe to touch and show. Why didn't you do that with the other three you showed? So please don't give me any of that. You opened it up and you placed it there. Very interesting statement. Who are you talking to? Yeah, I mean, it's, it, that's very suspicious. This is the bag that we found, and this is the stuff that was in it. Now, there's insignia, military Wait a insignia. Minute. Didn't he just say that that was placed? I mean, it doesn't matter. God, this is just inconsistent in every angle. A knife. For those of you who read Arabic, you'll be able to uh, understand what it says here. But it's uh, Hamas, the military wing, Kataib al Qassam. Of course, a vest with equipment, and as always... Right, right, it says Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. No, I'm kidding. No, like, the, the, they play on the ignorance of average people, like the calendar they showed you and claimed it was some kind of Hamas mastermind tablet of information. Apparently, it only said the calendar information. Always an AK-47, standard gear, grab and go, which they thought would be a, a good place to, uh, to store inside a hospital. <laughs> For the 47th time. So and here. the last item which I'm sure will be very interesting to uh, analyze. The most important part. Is a laptop. We found it in the MRI room. This is how the laptop looks. I don't know who it belonged to, but now it is being analyzed by our Intel people. Tactical radio communications, which we will analyze. Lots of disks, which will be analyzed. Right, disks, by the way, which I may be jumping a point here for somebody else. I, I have tweets from other people. Discs for a laptop that does, which we'll show you in a second, has no laptop, has no CD-ROM. Uh, what's the word for that again? It doesn't have a CD-ROM. It's not CD-ROM. What the hell is that word? This computer does not have abilities to play CD-ROMs. Let's put it that way. It, so well, how does that make sense? I mean, let's, we have to realize where we are right now in the age where the time we're in. Who in the world has those? I think the point is they're trying to, I mean, I, I'm not going to, I'm just, I'll leave it at that. Stated obvious things. And I'll, we'll wait till we get to the actual un, uh, blurred out part. So that's the edit that they put in here. And a computer which at first glance already provides right. a Thank lot you, of incriminating uh, evidence. Okay. Right. So CD-ROM drive. I don't know why I couldn't think of it. I guess because we're, we don't talk about this stuff anymore. Okay. So that's, I just, I wanted to make sure we showed it to you. Okay. Not, it's the vast majority of what they played. Because it, it, I could have shown you the clips that I stand out to me, and I don't want to get, have any opening for people to claim that this wasn't, you know, thorough. Okay. So, again, this person says, so you reposted and deleted the sentence, no cuts, no edits, undeniable truth. Does this mean the video is, in fact, edited and holds no truth? Because, look, so this one says, no cuts, no edits, no undeniable truth. That's what they first put out and deleted it. Then they repost it, and it doesn't say that. Isn't that interesting? Just hilarious. Same, same post, this person says, so in the first video that you later deleted, you can see a Lenovo ThinkPad T490 next to some CDs that were allegedly used by Hamas. Only problem is, this laptop doesn't have a CD, CD drive. And now it's re-uploaded and blurred. I mean, that's, see, that, that's not even the, most, the standout part. We're going to get to the woman that it shows right there. But think about this. Isn't that, like, do they not think about this stuff? 
I mean, let's just put it, let's put out the other, but certainly possible, I guess, that they were there for a different computer, but he clearly made the case right in front of you that all of this was in that backpack. Doesn't make any sense, especially since pretty much, I mean, it's rare that you'll find a computer these days with a CD drive. Okay, going forward. Middle East Observer points out, they re-uploaded the video, in his opinion, I agree, because they forgot to blur the laptop. The laptop was already logged in with this picture opened in full screen. Right, IDF member, which is important. And it's a social media platform. So just the fact that they upload that, delete it, and repost it, after telling you it was going to be unedited, and that's why they can you can prove that there's no they're lying, which even then suggests that they know people know that they're lying, so they're going out of their way to give you, and they lie anyway. Just crazy. But it says, so that's the edited out part, and I'll play this for you too. Supposedly, they found the picture, which was shared on Israeli media, of the released Israeli soldier, which people doubt that she was released. What he claimed was, actually, let me play this for you. This video next, I think, right here. Both these, actually. I'll play these. By our intel people, tactical radio. Comparing the two. First version, edited version. Communications, which we will analyze. Lots of disks, which will be analyzed. And a computer, which at first glance already provides a lot of incriminating. Which, as far as I can tell, it looks like they even reshot it. Right? They literally reshot it, is what it appears to me. I can't confirm that. But it just... Not that's why not edited uncut. Here's the other one. First glance already provides a lot of incriminating uh, evidence. This is uh, Israeli private Megidish, who was taken hostage by Hamas. She is home with her family because we were able to uh, rescue her. For those in the podcast, what it shows on the screen, but also you could find on her social media post, which is what's actually showing her account anyway is that she posted on Facebook on October 12th before she was released from captivity, or so we're told. And I think that Hamas resistance closes at 1700. Now the point is, this could this either indicates to me that we're watching something much, much larger in regard to what actually happened, like a massive wag the dog scenario here, which is certainly possible, but I don't think that's the case. Or it just it more adds to the fact that they're lying about everything, trying to manufacture narratives and use people that might have not been kidnapped to sell you on certain. Th- I, I don't know, but ultimately that is complete, and that's why realize they then deleted as fast as possible, blurred out the picture, and then edited that part out. It's crazy. This is on full display everybody's talking about it. So ask yourself how in the world people can still defend what's going on here. So the point was, it says they added that part out. So supposedly they found the picture. He says, but people, which people right now in Israeli conversations are doubting that she was even a prisoner. And it says it was apparently logged in and with, with, uh, to her platform. Now it says here, same post underneath this. Oz Turk says, let's examine the before and after of the photo. We, and this is what we showed you, and this is his context around it, or the video, excuse me. In the deleted post, the computer screen shows that the end of the video is clearly visible, but in the new upload, they blurted out, as we saw. The individual claimed to be associated with Hamas, shown on the computer in question, is a female soldier named Private Ori Megadish, whom Israel claims to have rescued in a ground operation. The initial video displays the woman's image, and the speaking Israeli soldier talks about her for approximately 20 seconds. In the re-uploaded video, 
they have not only cut the 20 second segment, but also blurred the image. See, they edited. I mean, so maybe they didn't just reshoot it or just cut that part out, but it looked like even his hand movements might've been different, but you guys can in, go into this invasively and tell me, tell me what you think. It seems that Israel realized convincing people, convincing people that Hamas used an unsecured computer and that an Israeli female soldier's photo was the desktop image would be challenging. Consequently, they deleted the video, re-uploaded it, removing those parts. By the way, the laptop is, as he pointed out before, Lenovo ThinkPad, and it's worth noting that those don't have a CD drive. Now, Jude, Jude, uh, Torah Judaism, one of the groups that is an Orthodox Judaism organization, or rather, how you frame it, an Orthodox religious organization that practices Judaism that speaks out constantly about the fact that Zionism has hijacked Judaism and the Israeli government does not represent Jews around the world and the idea that they stand with Palestine and they speak out about this all the time. They are the ones that put this video out saying that they deleted this and the same prisoner soldier that they claim was taken somehow was posting on October 12th and they just put make it same point with that same video. This person says, Oh, I already showed you that one. So you cut it and delete it. I just, my point in showing you all these is just to show you that just average people on Twitter all over the place, left and right, left and right, or people aware that they're all, all ridiculous, are seeing right through this. Mar, uh, Mar- Marwa Fatafta points out, is this some joke in regard to this whole presentation? Jonathan Cook says, the late Israeli actor, Julio Mur Kamis, recalled that his military service in the first intifada was to plant guns on dead Palestinian civilians to justify the IDF killing them. Let's assume this feeble haul is real. How does it possibly justify committing genocide in Gaza? So that's the that's the next real question. Even if all this was real, does that minimal information actually justify it? Oh, and I, I haven't even shown you just quickly the images they're presenting here with, this is supposed to be what they got. That's what, that's, uh, that's enough to kill all these people. Where's the Hamas commanders? Where are the Hamas anything? I have yet to see a single Hamas person taken down. They're not even trying to lie about that. This is what we got. This is that image I have for the screen today where they're all standing in front of it. Like a bunch, like 45 cops standing in front of grandma weed acting like they did their job. It's ridiculous. But as Torah Judaism also points out, Oh, I think I already, I, can't, I forgot to close these. It just simply says the Zionist leaders and their supporters constantly spread false news about Hamas, that Hamas was using hospitals as military bases. These are Orthodox Jews speaking, if that means any more to you. They carried out an operation on Al-Shifa Hospital, and when they found nothing but children and patients, they first massacred the innocent civilians in the hospital, and then guess what they did? Wait, let us answer you. Now, this is this is them speaking. I'm not saying I necessarily agree with everything they're saying here. To prevent their lives from being exposed, they first evacuated the hospital, then placed weapons, ammunition, and similar military equipment in certain parts of the hospital, then shot a video and served it to the whole world. Believe us, the army of the IDF and Zionists are all kinds of tricks to justify themselves. Now here, I actually really love what this guy is doing because it's just so embarrassing how obvious this is. I already played you the one yesterday where he goes around and, and basically if you had seen this, like I said, the, the original video on some SNL skit, you would be like, is this actually, is this a joke? And this is the, this is what they're, I mean, he's making this a joke in a really a very extreme way, but is it, is it not what they're doing in the sense of here's a calendar, here's a baby bottle, here's a thing. And it only means something because they say it's in this context. This is what he's making fun of. Ask why, what evidence do you have to bombing apartment complex? Let me show you. 
let's do this. Notepad found inside apartment complex that we bombed it. Let's do this. Do what? Do Hamas. These lines here, as you can see, outline each Hamas soldier to-do list. Today, we bombed the deli with a scratch of tickets, Hamas scratch of tickets here. As you can see, treasure hunt, scratch of ticket, uh, $5. Uh, treasure is code name for Jew because Jew, money, anti-Semitism, and hunting, hunting Jew. So this is Jew hunt. So we bombed the deli and uh, I won uh, $5. Hello, this is, this is a car from the Hamas terrorist. It says the Jew ate nothing the jewel ate zero the jewel i mean it goes on for another time the first one was better in my opinion but nonetheless it, he, the point he's making is you could argue literally anything is some kind of terrorist object when it's framed in something you claim is their hot their their compound or whatever else and it just it, it you bomb the building so it's all destroyed then you show a baby bottle and say this is evidence they had children here i mean who in the world would take that at face value people that want to support this agenda, apparently, and that's all that they care about. It's wild to me. Now, Dunia points out, and a lot of others, by the way, point this really important uh, uh, evidence out that re reveals, it highly suggests, to make it as objective as possible, that what they brought in under the guise of medical supplies, and especially since we can prove that they have not helped these people, and everybody inside there is telling you they have not helped these people, turns out to be, or at the very least, turns out you can see these boxes inside the area they claim they just took down. A sensational scandal for the Israeli Occupation Army at Al-Shifa Hospital. The Occupation Army brought crates this morning, and this is literally all over Twitter right now, claiming they contained aid for Al-Shifa. You know, the place that they've been bombing and starving, and you know, but now they want to bring them food because that makes sense. Right before they go in, that, that lines up, right? They transferred them inside the hospital, but the crates actually held weapons, clothing, military equipment pre-prepared for staged footage inside the hospital. A comparison of external images of the crates released by the Occupation Army and the video they published reveals the weapons being taken out. The same logo on the crates inside the hospital is evident in both images. It's poorly produced film and it is a staggering scandal. And these are just what, but you could find them all over. The evidence of how we can see and it's not, and really, ultimately, you can see, which one was it here? Oh, and let me go back and show you right next. To, I should have brought this up side by side. The point, and here, actually, here's another point, too. Is that they brought these in, and there's these, this is what I was talking about. What in the world, what boxes have these cartoonish medical supplies with one upside down? I just, that, I've never seen that before. I've seen them bring stuff in almost like they really wanted you to be sure you thought there were medical supplies. Sort of like the fuel that they didn't give them when they shot anyone and tried to take it, which is reported by, like, again, we have doctors without borders. And they're telling you they're shooting at people and we're pretending like they want to bring them in and help them. But the point overall, oh, oh that's, oh, that, uh, that's the, the presentation next. But my point in, that, in this one again was that we have these bags full of supplies that they claim they brought in. Let's just say this, that's what that was. The point is there's so many anomalies to this and it's obvious based on their intent and their actions thus far that they would not want to help these people now here is what the 
uh, Soleimani Ahmed points out as Hamas giving this presentation about this exact point. This is what they had to say. Now, of course, to people that support only one side of this in regard to the civilians, right, and don't care about all civilians or blindly support the Zionist agenda, Hamas says that it's fake no matter what. Which I'm not going to take Hamas's word any more than I'm going to take Israel's word because that would be stupid. But we should engage and consider all of them. Now we'll see the image. This is the image of the boxes which they were carrying inside the hospital. And this was what of that's that's the best shot of it right there, as you can see. It's boxes not, not which the they were sticker. carrying it's inside the hospital. And this was what of on the box. So the enemy is carrying the weapons it gathers from the ground and from the battlefield and maybe from elsewhere. And then they put them in this room and in other rooms to allege that these weapons were present in the hospital. And then they go and show weapons which are hidden in these locations. These are the blankets which the enemy army uses. These blankets are used by the army of the occupation and so they place the weapons inside these blankets and then they display the images once again and they are organized in such a way and they brag and they say in this instance that these bags and this equipment belongs to the Qassam brigades and they try to be transparent and say that this wasn't present in a bag and this is the bag they know the bag which they had placed the weapons in and brought and brought into the hospital then they show, they show weapons elsewhere they display them in the magnetic room and then they display them elsewhere then they display them here on the ground to give the impression that they have discovered all this this is what they've discovered and then at the same time they speak about a command and control center and a central headquarters and they also show a small packet of dates to say that this was part of their preparations and their equipment the other scandal is the laptop the computer first of all they show the laptop and they allege that this image shows that this is used by the Qassam brigades and then they discovered that this is unbelievable and so they delete that image they deleted that image from their page to reproduce the images once again this was a way to conceal this scandal or what they did so this these theatrical acts which the occupation has resorted to reveal clearly the real aim of this operation it is an operation of mythological lying we respond if we want to respond we say that they do not we do not accept their story but we reveal these lies our enemy is not qualified so what's interesting to be objective about this and this is why they started this whole thing out as good versus evil or, you know, every way they frame this is designed to get you to think that, you know, blindly support Israel, whatever they say is the truth. But in this case, to be objective about this. So let's just say they stand up and say, you know, what you're seeing right now. They say, this is what happened. 
Does that then mean if they're if that what they're saying is true that Hamas is not what you think they are? No. That's that's an, why would you think why would those two things connect? Isn't it can't in a, in a, in one world at the same time can't both exist where they're telling you something that's true and they're also bad people? I'm not even saying that's what I think or what you should think. The bottom line is it's very binary and weird how it's well if they're say, it's just like the left and the right, right? If they say it, that's fake because they say it. It's really dumb. It's very childish. What we're watching though is the reality that he's simply breaking down things that other people caught already. And the information about the fact that we can prove that they deleted what they said was uncut and unedited and then literally hid something that proved that they were lying. It's really undeniable at this point. So that my point then is that just because Hamas points these things out does not then change. It doesn't mean anything other than that that is something that we've proven isn't is indeed true. And it just so happens to benefit what they're trying to do. In the same case, you could argue that Israel might be lying about all these things, faking all this stuff because they believe Hamas are terrorists and they're just trying to, you know, not lose face because they made a bad move. I don't believe that. My point is simply just because this is the static reality does not therefore have to mean one side or the other and everyone's right and everyone's wrong. It's it's the way that we view these things through the political propaganda lens. Bottom line. We need to, as objective people, realize that Israel just got caught lying about this. And then let that flavor what happens next. It doesn't have to be all-encompassing, all-end, or all-over. It's just, they lied. That's a fact. And we need to come to terms with that. Now, Israel posted this. Same thing. Our forces found weapons, technological equipment, and Hamas's operational command center. Okay. So this is literally what they're claiming is the operational command center. Do you realize how ridiculous that is? Especially after what, they, and I'll show you what they told you was going to be shown. And now what they're already trying to add to the story at the end of this, after they tried to make this float. Command center in the MRI building. So not in tunnels. Okay, that's not what you said before. So at the very least, can't you say we were mistaken about the tunnels we claim were there, but or they're doing this to get you to jump on this and they're going to show you some tunnel, which seems to be happening. But let's not forget, they built it in 1983 and afterward. These things all matter. As Al McLeod says, I don't believe you <laughs> from the way you've been ratioed. I mean, it's tr- look at the look at the ratio, guys. You realize this is their account. All their supporters and majority of people are going, you're wrong. Lie. Not true. So here are all the, what they're claiming. That's that's what was worth destroying the largest hospital complex in Gaza. And then killing all the people in the process, the, the babies, the people that need ventilators. Let's let's you have to understand, guys, that happened. No matter what, people, these babies and ventilators are not rolling down the rubble road right now. They're dead or saved by some grace of God where somebody was able to get them somewhere else in time. But oh, I find that hard to believe. People on ventilators, disabled people, pregnant women. They were all in this hospital, according to doctors that are not part from Gaza, who are international entities that were speaking on behalf of these people. And now they're either dead or being driven somewhere else in the midst of a medical emergency or needing to deliver a baby or being in, in ab- unable to walk because they were previously bombed by Israel. It's just un- it's unparalleled. I don't even know why you're showing this. A door? See my point? Like, oh, it's, it's, that's, a, that's a terrorist Hamas door. So you can know it's real. And the command center, which quite frankly looks like a waiting room that they put some guns on a table. Oh, and some dates. Some dates and some books and stuff. 
I bet you you're going to find their their IDs perfectly aligned next to some Mein Kampf book or some nonsense like 9-11 combined with this. I mean, it's just all of this screams false. Zane follows up with that point we made earlier. When you say things like this, he says, you know you're lying and guilty, which is, don't give me that about placing this here and not knowing. Why would you even say that? This person says, where are the tunnels? Right? So if you haven't seen this yet, here's what they were claiming you were going to see when they got done. This is from Israel. For the podcast, it says intelligence-based illustration video regarding Hamas's use of the Shifa hospital, both above and below ground. Goes down and shows this like wildly intricate tunnels with multiple rooms on multiple levels. And they show all sorts of terrifying, you know, bad things and so on. But they find the command center. That's what they say. Okay. But then they tell you it's up here in the MRI room and really just a waiting room with some dates and a few pieces of ammunition. Hardly a command center. Where, where's, I mean, I don't even need to qualify. That's just embarrassingly stupid. Amjad points out, where's the base? You showed the world a video created by one of your interns showing multiple levels of tunnels and huge bases underneath the hospital. Where is it? Haroon points out, yeah, we were waiting for what comes out of these medical supplies boxes a bit late, don't you think? Alan McLeod, the Israelis, quote, found fewer weapons at the Hamas HQ, in quotes, than most American school shooters have in their bedroom. Kind of a harsh joke, but nonetheless, pretty actually, pretty spot on. How ridiculous is that? And QLF says Israel slaughtered thousands of children for this, all in the name of self-defense? There's no defending this. People that were on moments ago going, they're not people that support Israel, but are not like part of the agenda. Like maybe just are blinded by the propaganda and think they're fighting for some religious right, good versus evil are going, hold on now. Like they're losing people's support by the moment. And that's justified to understand. That's not because Hamas is tricking them. These people are wrong in what they're doing. Now, Mossad commentary, which is indeed their account, says Sheba Hospital. I mean, this, this guys, this is the, uh, I guess this guy didn't know to turn around, I guess, but th this is them with their high tech gear and their rifle their their And this is what they're showing you. Also looking, comparing this. No, I guess it is the same. I thought I noticed a difference, but either way, this, this is what they're all, this is what they did it all for. And some guns in the other room. I just have a hard time finding that anybody would think that makes sense. Not a single Hamas member. Now, here's what Scott Ritter says. One of the interesting facts that surrounds the issue of distinction under the law of war is the degree to which one must be absolutely certain that activity is occurring which transforms a protected civilian object, such as a hospital, into a military object. Israel and the U.S. said there were bunkers and tunnels under al-Shifa that made the Israeli raid justifiable under the law of war. There were none. They failed the restrict the required. They failed the requirement for dis for distinction. The attack on Al Shifa was a brutal war crime. Both Netanyahu and Biden are guilty. Israel is led by a war criminal, but so is the United States. And everyone who paraded the in Washington D.C. with an Israeli flag draped around their backs was demonstrating in support of war criminals and their crimes. I agree. Now this gets even more interesting. Israel admits there are no tunnels being used under Al Shifa's hospital. They're all concreted up. 
Now, there's a ways you could take this. I think the way they're trying to present it is as if they did this in preparation for what they're coming to do. But in numerous ways, I find that impossible to believe. Now, first of all, let's realize that it's very easy to prove that they have very minimal resources, which is one of the reasons why they don't just build their own water infrastructure like everyone pretends. They don't have the ability to. They restrict this stuff religiously. No pun intended. It really like is aggressively to make sure they can't do that, which would include things like cement. Secondarily, if they had just done this, it wouldn't be hardened cement. And you can see that that's what we're talking about. But either way, it adds another layer of doubt that not only do they are they they're not there, but they're telling you they can't even show you the tunnels because there's cement in them now. What we know is that the uh, tunnel shafts or the basement shafts uh, inside the hospital have been blocked with concrete by Hamas, uh, and uh, thus uh, the army has brought, uh, in addition of tanks to guard the area, has brought bulldozers in order to try and open those shafts. Oh, because bulldozers will clearly be able to remove cement from a small shaft, right? Uh, Do they even think about this stuff before they say it? The bulldozers will have no effect on what they're talking about. That's not why they're there. And we already see why they're there. They're bulldozing statues and, and destroying things. That's what they're actually doing. Shooting anybody that tries to look, as we just got told by the director of the hospital. But yeah, but bulldozers for concrete inside of a side deck, a, a shaft that can fit people. Well, I, some of them are much larger, as I understand it. But the ones we're discussing, which is I'm going to show you the one they claim is the one they just opened, is a tiny hole that can probably fit one person. I don't even believe it's a tunnel, to be quite honest and try to f to reach the basement and possibly the interlacing of underground tunnels uh, underneath the hospital. Now, there's a few things you can ask, right? Is it, is, it, is it possible that Hamas did this? Sure, it's possible. And what would that suggest? One of two things in my mind, either that they did this knowing this was going to happen, you know, maybe, maybe weeks ago, right? Got it up, got out of the way. Okay, well, then if that's what happened, which would make sense, wouldn't the logic then stand they would have done that a long time ago to what I was just saying, knowing that the Wall Street, every mainstream outlet for the last decade has been saying that's where their main headquarters are, which they can see too. So my point is, it's also likely that they did this a decade ago. Or even more, it's likely that maybe they didn't even use it and that was done by Israel after they stopped using that under the hospital. All these are possible, but you see what you're left with? Israel says with nothing to go on, and even what they show you seems to almost undermine their point. But Loomer will tell you it's everything you need. I should stop like making fun of her. It's too easy. But here is what Israel shows you now. Okay, so he's telling you they were cemented up, right? But bulldozers will help you. Explain for me how in the world a bulldozer would be able to get concrete out of a hole this size. Or be able to even roll over there and do it. But that's what they're telling you. This is as of today, just right before we went live. Breaking, the IDF released footage of a terror tunnel, which I just think that statement is dumb in and of itself. A terror tunnel? Like, you don't need to add those words to make it. It's, it's, if, if, it if, bad, if it's a tunnel you're discussing used by terrorists, you don't need to call it a terror tunnel. That's just redundant, and it shows you that you're really, it, that shows you how much you're trying to set these concepts in people's minds. It's, a, it's ridiculous. On the grounds of the Shifa Hospital. Ah, proof! Proof, we are told. It's proof that this is where they were. Well, why, why did it take all this time? 
if this is now somewhere, by the way, that seems like you either destroyed everything, which is what we keep telling you they are doing with the bulldozers, or is somewhere off to the side. And if it was the case, why didn't you show us this beforehand? Here's the video in any case. בסרטון הקודם, עם כל האמצעי הלחימה שהיום הוא להגיע בשבילי אוקטובר לכיוון ישראל. לאחר חיסוף עם דיניים, נמצא... Now, many people are pointing out this, this cylinder here, and from other shots that are posted, they're arguing it might be, it looks like some kind of a sewage tank underground. But, I mean, I don't know. It, it could be a hospital, it could be a tunnel for all we know. But what I'm saying is, the timing of this, after the fact, it, it doesn't make any sense. And ultimately... How it, was this blocked by cement? And if it was, how are we going to be, how are we pretending that they did this over the last period of time with a bulldozer? So it's almost like it's not in the Shiva compound. I mean, again, who knows what the hell this is? The way this went down doesn't add up at all. And knowing that they already got caught lying about many factors of what this whole thing is, and on top of the fact, again, don't forget that we've got pretty much every international entity around the world saying that this is not the reality, or say the doctors that were there saying this, or United Nations entities saying this. Sure, they could all be lying. But explain for me how that makes sense. Why in the world would these doctors in other places in the world who are not currently in Gaza, who have been there over the years, tell you that that's not the case? Why would they make this up? Now, I'm not saying, sir, I imagine we could find something that would make sense. But at the very least, if you're being objective, you have to acknowledge that there's nothing that adds up with this other than Israel seemingly manufacturing what you're looking at. That makes the most sense. Occam's razor, everything you want to talk about. But question everything. So here, I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> I, that's why I took a screenshot. So IDF says it struck Hamas underground sites where senior commanders were hiding. Okay, so here's how the story goes. They try to convince you a laptop and a bunch of nonsensical things that don't really make sense are a Hamas command center. Understand, they literally told you that the command center was in this MRI building that you're staring at. But remember, when they started, they said, no, 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 this is the command center. Where was it? Where was that? Apologies. <laughs> Sorry, wherever the hell that video was. Like, did I close that? What the hell? The video of the, the oh, you know, I have it down here. Or no, I already deleted it. <laughs> Son of a gun. The, the video of the tunnel structure underneath the hospital, the one that Israel put out, right? I don't know to find it. You guys don't talk about it. So the point is, they're telling you that's where the command center is. First, then they go into the hospital. They detain everybody. They take 24 hours plus with doing whatever's happening and shutting down any media. Then they tell you, wait, wait, we found a tunnel. And then they tell you, oh, but now we're bombing the underground area where the commanders are hiding. So wouldn't that be the command center that you said was underground to begin with? But my point is, I don't even think that's real. I think we're being pointed at some random thing in the ground. Then they're telling us, but we just bombed them all. And now they're gone. We did it. And now it's buried in rubble. That's what's happening. How in the world are we ever going to know what actually happened if they were just telling us they just bombed down there and they took it out? 
any honest person would go, well, maybe, but we sure as hell can't prove that. But that's not what we're going to, that's not what we're going to hear. Now, this is an update. Now, yet Israel had strong indications Hamas hostages were held at Shifa Hospital. Interesting timing on that, actually. First, realize that this whole tunnel aspect is going to be impossible to verify. Now Netanyahu is saying we were strong indications. That's a pretty damning statement. Seeing as how what we were told is they were holding hostages. And that's what justified the action. Right? Human shields. Strong indications is now admitting that we didn't know. You know why? Because they didn't find anything. On top of that, they claim that they found, and I think this only adds to the story about who they are bombing in this area, one of the hostages that are dead. First, as Mohammed Shihada points out, a senior Israeli official admitted to a Hebrew-only Israeli platform before this that they knew there were no hostages in Al-Shifa. Thank God for the Wayback Machine, or rather the archive in this case, because they've already changed it. But here's what it originally said. And this, this is the N-12 Israeli platform, the 40th day of the war report. Hamas agreed to a deal proposed by Qatar that would include the release of 50 hostages, which remember that Israel's repeatedly denied and, and dis, uh, refused and then continue to bomb all where their hostages are because clearly they want them back, right? Right, guys? On, and on a quick side note, by the way, isn't it embarrassing that when the only argument you got from people on Twitter when you said, why don't they exchange for hostages? They go, we don't deal with terrorists. Except when we start to deal with terrorists, and then, well, then it's okay. Like, okay, so if your argument is we don't deal with them, and then all, and then at some point they do, what do you say about that? Are they now terrorists? Or were you just saying whatever made your argument make sense in the moment, and now you're shifting to the next thing to say? And we're all conspiracy theorists. It's just, it's, just, it, it's irrational what we're watching. It's embarrassing. Anyway, what this article clearly says, a senior Israeli official says, quote, the entrance to Shifa is, first of all, a symbol that there is no place we will not reach. We did not think we would find hostages, but we will definitely locate and dismantle Hamas capabilities, which also don't seem to be there. The target in Shifa is also the Hamas tunnels under the hospital. Do you see what they're saying here? By this logic, what they're telling you is they were willing to destroy the largest necessary needed hospital in all of Gaza and kill or, or maim or murder everyone there just to go after what might be beneath it. That is a war crime like everything else that's happening. And yet their argument was human shields. And now Netanyahu is going, well, we, we thought, we thought they were there. How disgusting is this? Now, Oren Caspi points out that Al-Shifa Hospital is where a breast cancer patient was intentionally killed while within the hospital premises. Depths of sorrow, pools of grief, principles of cruelty by a so-called medical institute run by monsters from Hamas ISIS. Right. So now we're to believe that this cancer patient that was in there after they went in was killed by Hamas, who doesn't seem to be present. Oops. Right. So where, where, where is the evidence of this? What they're now trying to claim is these people were killed by Hamas, but we don't even see examples of actual Hamas members that were there. Nobody was shooting. And everybody that's still present or doctors that were there or everybody that left tells you that's not what's happening. And everything about what they're presenting right now strikes you as wildly disingenuous, if not flat out lying. But this person wants to tell you they did it because Israel said, we have only scratched the surface of uncovering the atrocities. And they point to this article. Body of hostage. Yehudit Weiss recovered today near Al-Shifa Hospital. Well, that's interesting. 
seeing as how they've been shooting anything that moves around the hospital per everybody, UN, Doctors Without Borders, is Palestinians, anybody. Anybody around the area, including international entities, have been telling you what they're doing. They, and we already report, got reports from numerous people on October 7th that they indiscriminately shot there too. So what's the difference? As they indiscriminately bomb where the hostages are currently hold. The only consistent aspect of this is the indiscriminate bombing of Israel in disregarding everybody's lives, including Israelis. So the point is, as of today, the Israeli Defense Forces say they recovered the body of this hostage who was abducted on the 7th. Troops of the 7th Armored Brigade found the body along with Hamas military equipment. Now, why would that even make sense? So we're to believe that they left a bag full of RPGs and rifles with her body and ran away? I mean, are they really this bad? It's far more likely that they killed her in their operations with this hospital, whether being inside the hospital, if she's a hostage, or because she just happened to be present anywhere else. Or, I mean, I can go off for days about the hypothetical. The bottom line is this obviously doesn't make any sense. The body was brought into Israel for identification, which following which the military and police identified her family. The IDF does not provide further details of her death or when she was killed. Gee, interesting enough. How much you want to bet if you do a, a some kind of autopsy and date her death, you'll be very surprised when it actually happened. Mark my words, if it ever happens. At the, bo- the bottom line, it's all just the IDF sad and so on. The point is that is very suspicious. And at the very least, does that not continue to show you that these people are exactly where they're bombing? Like, ask yourself how it makes sense if they've been bombing all around this hospital and now they find her dead body around the hospital. Is it not at least questioned whether their bombing did it? No, because everybody else will tell you it doesn't matter. It's still Hamas's fault because we're in some bizarro world where nothing matters unless it's Hamas. Ollie London points out, IDF forces kill Hamas terrorists who paraded the dead body of Shani Luke through the streets. So now we're getting another, another story with evidence-free. Because I think they're very aware of what's happening. This was while they were failing inside of Al-Shifa, right? End of day yesterday, while they were going, okay, we're screwed. (laughs) That's what I think. Or rather that they knew they were going to fake it and they wanted this to, I don't know. Or they already realized people online weren't buying their lies. Or better yet, they already deleted the tweet and realized, okay, now we're screwed because people are paying attention. Whatever it is. That's my opinion. The point is, they pushed this story out with nothing to back it up. They're saying, we got the guy that had her in the truck. That's what they're saying. Random person who, by the way, has never been identified. Who is he? Is he what part of what group does he work for? Is he part of Mossad? Is he a CIA agent? Is he Palestinian Islamic Jihad? Is he Hamas? Is he a random Palestinian? Does it even matter? Okay, apparently not. If, we're, if you're in Gaza, then you're about, well, what about the journalists that were there? What about the international entities that are there? The point is, you can't play this both ways. They're constantly making it clear that literally anybody in that area that they've created is a bad guy, including the UN or doc journalists or anybody else. They constantly make that clear with their actions and half the time with their statements. Now, what they're telling you is that they went in and killed this guy. The woman's mother, Richarda Luke, Ricarda Luke, has told world-renowned Rabbi Shmuley, you know, the one that was screaming at anybody trying to talk to RFK Jr. about Israel. Don't forget that very alarming moment when he was speaking for a presidential, ele- uh, 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 somebody running for president. Wouldn't even let him speak, was shouting back at people asking questions. That's that guy. Informed he, uh, him that the IDF have informed her 
That's interesting. So she told him that the IDF told her that they take they took out one of the terrorists seen in the viral video in the, with the truck. October 7th, the 22-year-old was kidnapped from the music festival, which I don't know why we think we know that. What we know is that she was in the truck and with it looks like a wound on her head. Coming from a location where we can prove the IDF shot hostages. And then we know, per Newsweek and her mother, that she was taken to a hospital. So where did her head get cut off in this whole process? After they gave her medical treatment? That's Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. But so she gets taken to a hospital. Her mother says, we know she's alive. Newsweek says that's been confirmed. I'm not saying I think that. I'm just saying that's what they reported. But yet, so we're, we're, she was kidnapped from the festival. I mean, I don't know why we, or raped is what everyone continues to say. Remember, the story was she's dead and they raped her. And that turns out she wasn't dead. I just don't know why anybody keeps following these people, whether independent or corporate, when they just constantly keep getting things wrong because they blindly take things at face value. Why would anybody continue listening to somebody like that? But it says her legs were broken, believed to have been severely sexually assaulted. Which again, it's just like, it. why would, it, the, the only thing an objective person would say there is it seems like that might be something that happened. To say it's believed, uh, what would it say? Believed to have been severely, like why would you believe that? Why would you that? She was dressed scantily because she was dressed like that at the rave, not a peace festival, as again, the moderator last night said, even though that's not the case. And then ends up on a truck with her leg broken and a wound on her head. As far as I can tell, there's no other evidence that any kind of sexual activity happened. But I don't know. It certainly could have. I wouldn't dispute that. But the point that they would say believe to be means you're setting the narrative when something that you don't know, which is what happened. That's why dead turned into missing. But her body was then paraded on the back of a pickup, they say, which is just the wording of it all through Gaza, as hundreds of civilians spit, as I, I would say probably 20 or 30 people that I remember in the video with a couple of them spitting on her, which I'm not defending. There's gross people like that in the United States that would do that to a person that's a different color or that would do that to a person on the other side of the aisle. It's weird how we make this out to be everybody everywhere when we want to because we're that ob- obtuse when it comes to people on the other side of the world. Just that one thing, again, Dave, I can't keep it to my mind. Dave Smith really kept calling out is the fact that we just cannot reflect on ourselves as Americans. But we set this standard that we rarely, if ever, achieve to everybody else. It's just, it's just very ridiculous. And it comes from our so-called leaders. But it says, two weeks ago, IDF forces and volunteers recovered part of her skull. Now, that's a lie. We went over this in depth, in real time, as the story fell apart, just like the one you're looking at now. Upon discovery, it says, and it's according for Ollie London, which I don't know why you would listen to what he's saying or, you know, question everything is my point. What I mean really is that people like this tow lines all the time and say things that we know are false. So question them, including me and everybody else too, by the way. But it says, upon discovery, President Herzog, you know, the one that says they found Mein Kampf in that child's room or found the chemical weapons instructions in their pocket, all of which have seemed to be broken down as complete lies. But he says, and this one too, by the way, that the discovery of her skull indicated she was beheaded after she was killed. No, that's not what he actually said. What he first said, what they lied about, was that they found her skull. And then it became, no, we found a piece of her skull. And that was large enough to suggest that that means that without it, she would die. And then her family said, no, they found a sliver of a bone that they tested for DNA, and they claim that was her body. Imagine that story getting walked back in the process of like 12 hours and still believing these people. And how are you going to pretend that that sliver of a bone suggested she was beheaded? They lied about all of this, guys. Now, it says this means, this is the quote, 
that these barbaric, sadistic animals simply chopped off her head as they attacked, tortured, and killed Israelis. I mean, that's you're adding all sorts of things that that one statement, even if you were accurate about, would not prove. But this is what they do every day. It is a great tragedy to extend my deepest condolences to her family, which I do too, regardless of what actually happened, because this must have been one of the hardest things in her life. To not know, to have the IDF constantly lying to her about what's really going on when she doesn't know what's going on with her daughter. I can't even imagine what she went through. It's sickening. Now, again, we should also include the context of the reality that what we're talking about are people that were partying along a border fence of an pr open-air prison and Israel's bringing people into both settlers and civilians into an occupied territory. That's irresponsible at the very least. But it says the president said adding that about 40 bodies have not been identified. I don't even know what that is. So here's the point. This person cites this as the sources. Okay, one, this rabbi, which he, I, this guy has said many things I can prove to you are false, but then sources Times of Israel and I-24. Well, this one is simply the article from October 30th that we've already covered, saying, confirm dead. A piece of a skull, which the family very clearly said was a sliver. It's the word they used. The point is, this article says all the things, there's a lot of things that ended up not being true. But here's the other point. Only London is using two articles to claim he's right, or rather just to give you the sources he's using to make the allegation or relay the information. And these two articles contradict each other. Here's one. It's a piece of a skull. Here's the other one. Herzog says she was found beheaded. Okay, wait a minute. Or did you find her skull? Or did you find a bone? Or did you find a sliver or a fraction of a bone? So you can't even wrap your mind around the fact that these two things are saying something that don't add up together, but yet using both of those things to claim that this secondary part of it is correct? Mainstream journalism for you guys. Now, Sharmin uh, Narwani points out something very important to all this. And that, what it really just adds to is the idea that all of this stuff, all of the lies and all of the misinformation and all of the, 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 the straight up propaganda is designed to influence your opinion, which is obvious. I shouldn't need to state that. But in a sense that we're talking about how overwhelmingly obvious it is that the Israeli government, in a very surreptitious way, in, in, a, in a legal way, I would argue, are trying in a overwhelmingly obvious way to influence what you think right now. And it has been doing so for as long as you look back. Now, what she's showing you here is leaked audio of the ADL chief executive, Jonathan Greenblatt, getting upset about a the, the, because global youth aren't buying Israelis' propaganda. What he says is, we have a major TikTok problem. Now, what's very interesting, despite the uh, uh, captions getting it wrong, and you'll hear it very clearly, he says specifically, which he doesn't think people are hearing him, or that this would get released that they have people inside these organizations spying on them. So we have a lobbyist group that lobbies on behalf of a foreign government who is putting people inside American groups to spy on them. And apparently that's okay, as long as you're Israel. What have I been telling you? 
They don't want you to know that, right? Right now, they're aggressive. See, right now, they're leaning into the right at the moment, and I would argue because they're far more aligned with this like religious mindset, which it's ridiculous when you realize we're talking about Zionists that don't care, in fact, that hate Christians, as far as I can tell, idea that they're supposed to be aligned with Israel. And carving it out as like the left are suddenly the Nazis. And, you know, this is what I always tell you. And now suddenly I'm all of a sudden the lefty, even though 30 seconds ago I was the right crazy one to the left. It's just, it's just so dumb how we get batted back and forth because they can't wrap their mind around. Not everything fits into this two-party paradigm. My point, though, is I keep trying to tell you that whether it's COVID or anything else, including this topic, it is not a partisan issue anymore. They've lost control. And what he's telling you is, it's as he'll tell you next, it is an old and young problem because the older people are still blindly following this. And most young people, whether you think they're smart, you know, woke or this or that or whatever else, at the very least, aren't buying this anymore. And that's why it's so important to see this not through a partisan lens, because a lot of people in that paradigm would never help or align with or even suggest or point at somebody who is a young, woke guy or woman whether or not they're right on this topic, because they've already decided they're a problem. And just that drives me crazy. There's plenty of people that I think were lost and are and maybe even lying about what happened during COVID-19 who have said things during this topic that I'm like, that's important. That's right. I'll share that. Why don't we do that? It just blows me away that we're so tribal in regard to the politics. Even sometimes we're not in the two-party paradigm. It still affects us. What's correct is correct. It doesn't mean because you share them that you suddenly endorse everything they've ever done. They're using these thoughts and these perceptions to keep us divided. I just hope we see that. Okay, Rand done. Back to this. I want to point out that we have a major, major, major generational problem. All the polling I've seen, ADL's polling, ICC's polling, independent polling, suggests this is not a left-right gap, folks. The issue in the United States in support for Israel is not left and right. It is young and old. And the numbers of young people who think that Hamas's, you know, massacre was justified is shockingly and terrifyingly high. I, I flat out disagree with that. What they're doing right there is clumsily conflating anybody who has even the smallest amount of empathy for Palestine or the children being murdered as supporting what Hamas did on the 7th. That's what Ben does. They all do it. As if any deviation from their narrative means you allow and want them to be killed as Jews or Israelis. I mean, it's just so intellectually dishonest. I mean, you, maybe they think that, but obviously not everybody does. I, in, fa in fact, I think it's very clear that the very vast, the, the, very, the, the vast majority does not support Hamas. At, at the, but at the best... They would, like I've been saying, they can understand because they're not ridiculous that per the international law that anybody can check for themselves an occupied territory has the right to armed rebellion under the Geneva Conventions, which means Hamas or anybody else in that occupied territory. So whether or not you think they're what you think they are, they, what they did until crimes were committed was protected under international law. So my point would be that a lot of these people out there saying free Palestine are at the very least are willing to understand that that is what part of it is supported? Not everything Hamas has ever said or pulling up the old charter from Hamas that now clearly states that they only are after the occupation and it's not Judaism. It's explicitly stated. But they just want to go back to the old document. Oh, this is a, but the point, again, the time which was created by Israel and controlled through Israel. 
I mean, it's very easy to see if you really stand back from a nonpartisan way and look at all the facts on the table. Even just framing it as a game seems pretty creepy to me. I just looked up Tagly. I, I forgot to look that up, actually. I think that's this platform he's talking about, which is just creepy. If what he's talking about is a, is a, AD, a, a very, if not the most powerful lobby group that's only lobbying on behalf of Israel's interest, that's creating messaging platforms to for the interest of spying and manipulating on people in this country, that's literally what he just talked about. That's pretty... I mean, again, it's what... they it's simply because it's Israel's government doing that your government would claim that it's completely acceptable i just i don't it's it's if i don't know how you don't see that as completely being co-opted so so you're you're an idiot in the west if you don't believe with what they think you're not allowed to think anything else no deviation freedom of speech you're just an idiot. That's what they think of you. As much as he'll constantly put himself forward as fighting for you. And the Hamas and their accomplices, the useful idiots in the West, are falling in line in ways that are terrifying. Last thing I'll just say, we saw a dramatic change in the language of the activists here in America on October the 8th. The language of groups that we've long tracked who've long been problematic, like Students for Justice in Palestine and Jewish Voices for Peace, they flipped like this and went to, like, Iranian propaganda. <laughs> the language I could show you from their toolkits, because our analysts are in their groups. That's it, that's it right there. Because our analysts are in their groups. That's the biggest point in this entire thing. He just admitted on the record, well, that didn't know it was on the record, that their analysts, the people that are literally that compiling information on you, are in these groups. Jews for peace and everything else. Isn't that incredible? The ADL is a group that's arguably what they state is out there trying to fight ter uh, racism and bigotry and anti-Semitism as they're literally spying on the Jews in the United States that don't agree with murdering Palestinians. Shouldn't that just send a chill down your spine? I mean, that's crazy. The language I could oh, and show the idea that they went to Iranian propaganda. Like, the bottom line is, they immediately started calling out what is happening in these groups. And all they were calling for was a ceasefire. To this very moment, by the way, specifically Jews for Peace. Ceasefire. That's all they're calling for. And they keep getting beat up, framed as pro-terror. I mean, it's just people have lost the plot in all this. And the craziest thing is the people in government that think that they can just make these allegations, they're not being supported by basically anybody. As far as I can tell, the largest block of constituents in every side of every paradigm at this point are, are not seeing what they're putting forward or don't believe we should say, like, here's a, the main point to make is that most everybody in every country, the majorities are clearly wanting a ceasefire. Even if they think Israel's in the right, and even if they think they should keep on, they're simply saying right now we need to call for a ceasefire. 
And yet these governments are not even just saying no, they're acting like it's so taboo they can't even talk about it. Think about that disconnect between the people pretending to be the living embodiment of your will. As if that's actually ever been the case. From their toolkits, because our analysts are in their groups. Our analysts we are in their groups. On October the 8th, it was that fast. Like the language in their toolkits was all about the Zionist entity and lots of. Right. You see my point? Because that's the actual problem. To them, that's like what he's trying to frame it as is some kind of sidestep. Like they suddenly use the word Zionist because they're hiding that they hate the Jews. They've never said these are Jews for peace. And you're pretending like they shifted to Iranian talking points because they called out the Zionist control over Israel? To me, this just screams desperation, quite frankly. Okay, because Iran calls out the Zionist agenda, therefore literally anybody else who recognizes Zionist control is therefore Iran propaganda. It's the same game they played with Russia. Oh, so if I point out that the U.S. government is committing crimes, I'm fighting for Russia? It's like, wait a minute here. Aren't I just an American that cares that my government's breaking the law? No, you're a useful idiot for Russia. Oh, so then what? Okay, then, then where is the acceptable moment to call out my government? Oh, apparently nowhere in this dynamic, because if you do, you're working for Russia or in this case for Iran. So just shut up and go back to sleep. That's what they're telling you. Democracy. Now let's not forget, by the way, as he's literally screaming about Hamas on October 8th, the very day he's talking about this, Israeli Times of Israel, excuse me, Israeli media and Times of Israel or Haaretz for that matter, were being clear about this. For years, Netanyahu propped up Hamas. This was the article that Dave Smith brought up that, that, Laura Loomer clearly thought was fake, which shows you how completely uninformed she is on this topic, as this has been public knowledge for a very long time. Yes, they propped up Hamas. Yes, they armed and funded that fund them. It's very easy to prove. As even Haaretz pointed out in the beginning of this, pointing out he said it in 2019. So how are we going to act like this doesn't lead right back to the people you're, you're fighting for? Or as he said as well, the fact that all of these governments, the U.S. in particular, has armed and funded the most radical elements of Islam all around the world for decades and stated on the record that this was for strategic purposes to undermine the people they don't want in power, which, by the way, are the non, the, the, let's at the very least, the moderates, not radicals, the people that might have more assimilation with the West, but they don't like it because they want more freedom and control over their resources. So we arm the crazy ones. We allow them to take control. And then when that ends up being a problem, we use that too. All at the expense of your life and the freedom of anybody else that protests. I mean, guys, it's just so stupidly obvious. Actually, I thought I was going to, let me see if I have that clip still. Oh, there it is. Just this, just this part I thought was relevant to what I said. So it's interesting to kind of tie this back to the, the Ukraine side of it too, which Israel is funding. Brzezinski was the strategist for Jimmy Carter and convinced Jimmy Carter to say, Look, uh, the Russians are dominating uh, Afghanistan with a civilian secular government. Let's create al-Qaeda. Let's uh, back Osama bin Laden and give his supporters weapons to begin fighting the Russians. And uh, we can pull a coup d'etat there. And uh, the Russians will fight back. And then we'll say the Russians invaded. And it worked. Saudi Arabia made a deal with America that they would push the Wahhabi uh, extremists, uh, the Al-Qaeda, the most right-wing wing of Islamic parties, and it worked. Uh, essentially, Al-Qaeda is a contract army uh, for the United States. Well, the same thing was happening in, in Russia. What Brzezinski wrote 
was that America's faced with a possibility of not being able to rule the world unilaterally. Any country's economic ability to be self-sufficient means uh, a potential military power. And in order to prevent any country from threatening America militarily, you have to prevent it from developing economically. Uh, the American nightmare, Brzezinski wrote, was that Russia would get together with Germany and with Western Europe, creating Russian raw materials, German industry, and somehow, finally, Russia would become westernized. Uh, America, uh, under Brzezinski's uh, strategy, said this would be a disaster because if Russia's westernized, if it becomes democratic, if... if uh, uh, Europe and Russia are prosperous, then we cannot control them anymore, and they will have no reason to be NATO. We've got to stop Russia, and the place to stop this Russian-European uh, conglomeration is to split it right at the border uh, down Ukraine. Let's do in Ukraine what uh, we did in Afghanistan. Let's uh, back the crazies. Well, most of them are uh, the, the former uh, neo-Nazi groups that have been uh, uh, so prominent that fly the Nazi flag. Right. It all interlocks, guys. And I'll include the, this is the watch along, but the links to each one of these. <laughs> See, I'm telling you, man, there's stuff, something's wrong all over the place. My website, God, it's crazy, man. Anyway, being manipulated. False flag, secret history of Al-Qaeda. Watch along in Q&A. The point is each one of these gets into the important, it's, this is the link, the reality that this was obviously a, a creation of the West. Now, to a comment in the chat, by the way, to be clear, the argument of creation is not necessarily that this was entirely the manufactured, like start up from the bottom, what they create, but like we're talking about there, this was an entity from the very beginning, the concept of this radical Islamist extremist concept, not that there's all never been this, this over, this is something we understand. The idea that the, the extremism is unique to one type of person or one religion is just mind blowingly stupid. It is obviously been religious fervor, religious extremism is the point in whatever person or whatever religion ends up doing so. It's happened. People have been murdered in the name of any number of gods around the history of our of the human species for centuries. But my point is <clears throat> that we need to realize in regard to the creation that this concept in regard to how we live through it stems from the Wahhabism, extremism, and and even before that, but the creation of the of specifically, I argue, Israel and yeah, and European aspects, but United States in particular, that have created this extremist concept that has been used to justify all that we're dealing with. And that's what this is really getting into, the history of this. And Hamas is an aspect of that. Now, that does not mean every single person there was like you have to realize how these things are co-opted, created, and manipulated in a lot of ways. But it's not always as simple as saying they literally were like, We're starting Hamas, come over here and sign up. Right. It's, it's so that's clear. But I was going to make one other point, but I just forgot. What was it? So anyway, I just find that incredibly important that they are. See, I'm telling you, man, I shared that earlier that they are influencing these groups. Now, that's terrifying to me. That's what I said. Wahhabi. Yeah. Saudi Arabia, Wahhabism. <clears throat> now, going on to this next one to finish today in regard to what's now happening and the world calling this out. Official statement from the director of Al-Shifa Hospital. This, this is as of the, today. The conditions are tragic. Those in the hospital are screaming from thirst. Now realize this is before people have been pushed out and walking down the streets and they've taken over. 
We cannot even take out the garbage from outside the hospital. Sniping operations continue. No one can move from one building to another. We have lost communication. So this is when they arguably were getting ready to do all they're doing. Israeli drones do not stop flying over the hospital. There are Israeli recruits roaming the departments, especially emergency department, and they pulled out the bodies. We buried about 80 bodies, and the rest of the bodies that were in the streets or in the refrigerators were removed by the occupation. These are all the bodies that have been killed because of what they're doing. There are bodies still inside the departments, and we want to remove them to avoid a health disaster occurring in the hospital. So what that ultimately means is what you saw in those videos was sanitized. Not in the sense of, like, actually sanitized, but that there were bodies displayed on the... I mean, you see this stuff. Right out in the middle of these hallways, bleeding all over the floors because they don't have any beds. But yet, the view you got from them was very different. There are four dialysis patients in the final crisis now, which we know later died. The hospital has completely run out of oxygen. And it says the Israel occupation stories about weapons entering the hospital or the MRI department are false. Here, Noar O'Day points out that the director of Shifa to Al Jazeera says the soldiers blew up the water line while digging a trench. We don't have a drop of water. Kidney patients have died. He says the soldiers are in radiology, maternity, and burn units. They took the bodies in the morgue and entrance, and we don't know where. That's what the guy was saying as well. We asked the soldiers to give us electricity to conduct dialysis for the patients. They did not. They later died. There was no response. The soldiers claim they brought fuel or lies. We know this already. Premature babies are struggling to stay alive after they developed infectious infections and dehydration. My point is they clearly must have died if this is what's happening right now. We're not, we're, we're not short on incubators, but we need electricity. We are not short on incubators yet, but we need electricity to make them work. That's the point I've been saying from the beginning. It's not like these machines, unless they blow up the, the actual room they're in, the machines are still there. They don't have fuel. That was the point. So people like Loomer making the, I mean, embarrassing argument, they were bringing incubators. Like, where is she even getting that from? I haven't even seen that reported, but if it is, are we to believe they're bringing in large incubator machines? More than one? That would be pretty cumbersome. But they don't need more incubators. They need fuel. They just It's amazing the, how these people still have jobs and how people still support them. I think I think I have, I have opinions about why. Anyway, most of this you've already heard. Lastly, catastrophic situation in the Indonesian hospital. So in case you forgot, because we're focusing on the one... This same thing is happening to, as Sarah Abdallah was pointing out, bombing seven hospitals in one day with not a peep for most of the international community. That's crazy. And I mean that in the sense of like not even they're calling out the, like they'll come up and say this is genocide. And then we call, call for ceasefire, which apparently is enough to call them terrorists. But they're not going as far as they should and saying they're literally bombing these hospitals. They are bombing the ambulances because we've proven that. Even Amnesty International has proven that. But here's what's happening in the hospitals which, by the way, was happening in Al-Shifa before these people were removed, but yet you don't, the weird, the video doesn't even demonstrate that. It's just, it's just grotesque. Look at that, guys. That's wild. It's so sad. It makes my heart hurt. Now, Israel's also bombed the ancient minaret of the Omari Mosque in Gaza. 
the oldest in the enclave dating back to the seventh century because Hamas was there, of course, right? And uh, Gaza's last working flour mill has been bombed because they were apparently hiding in the flour. That's, that's what we're going to be told, I'm sure. Un uh, United Nations Palestinian Refugee Agency says that two more schools have now been bombed in Gaza because that's apparently Hamas schools. There's whatever they're going to say, it doesn't, it doesn't matter, right? Two more schools bombed, directly hit by strikes, resulting in damage to the buildings, injuring people among the sheltering. They also say a school in Rafah sustained collateral damage, <laughs> injuring people with a strike at the building nearby. I mean, do they even need to go? Hamas is there because nobody, the, the, the people supporting them will say that, whether or not Israel even puts a statement out. That's how much they are lockstep with the narrative. Makes me sad. Sam Husseini puts great statement from the South African minister, uh, Nalidi Pandor. South Africa should therefore invoke the genocide convention at the world court immediately. Here's what they had to say. Oh, you know what? Yeah, that's why I did have that video. I forgot to hold on. Give me one second. Here it is. It's important that we should be clear on my, on facts. Israel is an occupying power. This was confirmed by the International Court of Justice as well as the United Nations. As an occupying power, Israel can use tools applicable to the rule of law, including policing powers to deal with criminal actions in the area it occupies. An occupying state cannot exercise control over territory it occupies and simultaneously attack that territory on the claim that it is foreign and poses an exogenous national security threat. Pay attention. The notion of Israel's right to defend itself through military means has been used erroneously in international law by many and deliberately by others to justify the unlawful use of force by Israel on the people of Palestine in Gaza and the West Bank. The crime of genocide sadly looms large in the current situation in Gaza. We recall that in 1994, a genocide occurred on the African continent with much of the whole world watching as innocent people were massacred. During the Second World War, innocent people were massacred and placed under siege. In response, at the end of the war, an international system was created, including the establishment of the United Nations. Human rights instruments and judicial mechanisms were also established so that history would not repeat such cruelty. However, the selective application of these international instruments and the utilization of some of the mechanisms for attaining narrow interests has resulted in calling to question the effectiveness of the system. Uh -huh. It is a system that has failed the people of Gaza as it did in 1994 for the people of Rwanda and later of Bosnia. What is needed now more than ever before is reform of the system of global. Right. Obviously, here's the problem. What I, I, I mean, I don't know whether she is aligned with the larger global agenda. My point, though, is that whether or not that's the case, there are people out there that would take like we all acknowledge the system is we need we need something different. But we must be very on guard not to let that very reality be weaponized into justifying the next thing that's already in the wings. 
which is usually how this works, whether that's the great reset or whatever we want to talk about. That's important. This is where the things like Derek Rose's greater reset comes into play. We need to be the, the architects of our future going forward. Not the people in, not the people that are rulers of our lives. Very important. And what, what she's pointing out though, is this doesn't work. It's a very one-sided, it's a, it's a system where the, the criminals are allowed to act like criminals under a guise that they're protected under international law, whereas the actual vi- victims of, international, of, pe- of those crimes are the ones called the terrorists, and the international law is never applied. I mean, it, it's been going on as far as I've been doing this, as far back as you could look. And again, on the main point of today, we're told that they were holding human shields. Where's Hamas? Even while we can literally prove, as I've done a past show on, that Israel has a policy to use human shields, but that does that's not enough. 2013, Palestinian children tortured, used as shields by Israel per the United Nations. Reuters, Israeli soldiers who used Palestinian boy, a nine-year-old, as human shields avoid jail. Defense for Children International, an international human rights group. Israel forces use five Palestinian children as human shields. That's 2023. This is from 2017. Generally, human shields. Since the beginning of the occupation in 1967, Israeli security forces have repeatedly used Palestinians in the West Bank and the Gaza Strip as human shields. Israeli soldiers routinely use Palestinian civilians as human shields by forcing them to carry out life-threatening tasks. It was also following a high court petition against this practice which was filed by human rights organizations around the world in May 2002, that the IDF issued a general order prohibiting the use of Palestinians as a means of human shield against gunfire or attacks by the Palestinian side. But then it goes on to say, following the order, the use of human shields dropped sharply. However, the arms the army did not construe as a human shield the use of Palestinians, provided they consented. The army continued the widespread use of this practice, which they referred to as the neighbor procedure. Following another petition filed by human rights organizations, the High Court of Justice ruled that this practice, too, violated international humanitarian law and that this thus was illegal. The main point is that on the record, they admitted to doing so and, and then claimed they would stop doing it. it, it that, was, that was 2009. That was not that long ago. And nothing happened about that. And then they continued to do it, just called it the neighbor procedure. And that was also a violation per the international court. But it's just incredible to me. And then right after that show, it was caught in real time in the West Bank where they were literally using a Palestinian as a human shield as he sat blindfolded in front of them while they shot at people on the other side of him. And still, we're only pointing in one direction. I mean, I just, it's wild how obvious this is. Now, Robin Minotti points out, in less than two minutes, the representative for the state of Palestine at the United Nations eviscerates the entire myth of Western civilization under the U.S. military-industrial complex. This should be mandatory viewing in schools and universities throughout the world, Western world if we do want to learn about upholding human rights before we even begin to preach them to others. Thank you, Mr. Chair. This is actually the first request for the right of reply to what the United States just said. Mr. Chair, the United States does not get to pretend that it stands with the Palestinian civilians in Gaza. It does not get to pretend this when the United States 
has just approved an additional $14.5 billion military aid package to Israel as Israel pummels Palestinian civilians to the ground, most of them refugees and children. The U.S. is also planning to send $320 million in precision bombs to Israel, according to the Wall Street Journal. Can the United States explain how this is in line with any of its obligations under international humanitarian law and human rights law, let alone its commitments under the political declaration on, the explosive, on explosive weapons in populated areas. It is unsurprising that the stock prices of weapons manufacturers have skyrocketed over the recent period and continue to rise as Israel bombards Gaza. For example, the market value of the biggest U.S. weapons manufacturers increased by over $23 billion after the 7th of October. And it is undeniable that the United States profits from war throughout its entire history. There are only 15 years in which the United States has not been at war with another country. Let that sink in. 15 years only in the United States' entire history. But no one, neither Israel, nor the United States, nor arms, nor arms manufacturers should be allowed to profit from the killing or maiming of Palestinian civilians. So no, you do not get to stay, you stand with Palestinian civilians until you stop sending arms to Israel as it commits genocide. Thank you. Mic drop. Very, very obviously correct. Only people that would dispute that are people that have chosen a political side. Anybody who is not involved in this debate, they just walked in from Plato's cave. Or you walk, you've never been in, you walked out into the world for the first time today. And you looked at what she just said and you looked at the facts on the ground. You'd be like, well, yeah, they're, they're literally sending weapons to the people that are murdering them. And so, and then you're trying to play that. It's obvious guys. And historically obvious that you're profiting from war and then creating war after 90 plus percent of your entire existence. And I'm talking about the government, not the, not this country, because the government is not the same thing as the country, as much as they would love you to think that. The UN special procedures pointed out today, UN experts point to evidence of genocide in the making, or I mean, it's, I can't stand how they have to even water this down. It's not in the making. Genocide has been committed five times over, as far as I'm concerned. Call for you. And again, don't be, let's understand. It's not about a number. It's about the intent along with what's happening. And the intent has been blatantly displayed as every human rights group you can talk to says, and you, human rights lawyers, UN rapporteurs. I mean, it's crazy. Failure to implement, well, it says call and call for UN protected presence in besieging enclaves. This is quote, failure to implement ceasefire now in Gaza risks situations spiraling towards genocide conducted with 21st century methods of warfare. And to end, I will leave you with uh, Richard, uh, shoot, um, hold on, Richard uh, Boyd, again, I forget his name. This is, this him is right the here. defense minister, Moshe Yalon, uh, talking just a couple of weeks ago. Israel is going to hurt Lebanese civilians to include kids of the family. We went through a very long discussion. We did it then. We did it in the Gaza Strip. We are going to do it in any round of hostilities in the future. That's the I'm planning on playing that. I wasn't planning on playing that. I thought, it, I think it's Richard Barrett. I don't know why I'm forgetting his name right now. Let me know in the chat if I got that wrong. Member of Parliament for Ireland. He, he, did, he does a great clip here that I'll leave you with where he's just, you know, calling him out. I just want you guys to see that this is where we should be right now. We need to be vocal. We need to call out the people who are 
allowing this to happen. It's important. So I'll leave you with that clip on the way out, guys. But thank you for tuning in and continue to support what we're doing. I think this is of the utmost importance right now in the world. And I think that this connects to a lot of other important discussions. But it's just so obvious, isn't it? How clearly we can see. And I'm not even getting into the things that I point out that I think or feel are incongruent. But the blatant deleting of information, the editing out of content, the lies about who were there and what happened with that girl she's posting on on. I think it was Facebook while she, I mean, it's, just not, it's, it's ridiculous. And the different things they floated out, the many, many things that have already been shown to be false AI images and fake claims. I mean, it's, it's outrageous and people just keep towing the line while it seems the vast majority of any part of the world seems to be very clearly on the side of at the least ceasefire, which to them is terrorism, which just shows you how broken this whole thing has gotten. Please speak up. Say something, have the courage to stand behind this stuff. I think this is very important and fight for people who clearly are, you know, I, 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 I've often been saying, and I do still mean this, fighting for people that don't have a voice. But what I'm, one, again, the silver lining to what's been happening is clearly what they've been doing has given them a voice. And now people are paying attention. But, the, but fight for those people that are now being murdered because they were given a voice when people don't want them to have one. Thank you for being here. I love you all. As always, question everything. Come to your own conclusions. Stay vigilant. I want to see people out on the streets this Saturday as part of the global mass movement uh, that is demanding that finally we acknowledge that Israel is not a normal state, it is an apartheid state, it is a terrorist state, it is a, taste, a state built on the mass expulsion and murder of Palestinian uh, people, uh, and it's only when we dismantle that horrific regime we will end the terror and massacre we are now witnessing. The people to do what governments have failed to do, and that's why I urge people to get out on the streets tonight outside the door before this vote, and I want to commend the 13,000 people who sent in emails in the last few days calling for sanctions. 